So we're going to go right for it. It looks like it's working pretty good. All right, so this is the Psychotic Strength Crew uh, podcast. Uh, this is Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm Brandon. Uh, Nick. All right. Um, yeah, so we're with Nick y- Yon today. Spelled with a Y, not a J. Nailed it. <laughs> um, he's a lender, so we're going to kind of go over uh, kind of how that goes. What it takes to be qualified. Um, just some different programs, maybe. That kind of shit like that. Before I hit that, um, I like hitting everybody's personality first, right? Um, we're actually skipping the gym update. I apologize. Oh, gym okay. update. I could speak on the gym update. How's your gym update? Not good. Not good. <laughs> Fantastic. It's not good. But I did spend a lot of time in the gym um, two or three years ago until I gave up. And I had some really good routines and stuff like that down. I mean, stuff that was actually working, I, I lost a ton of weight. Actually, I think it was when we were working together at, uh, at Gustav's. Yeah. Had my whole my whole Transformation Tuesday for a little while there. Really? I didn't know. I just yeah, thought dude, you I had looked a, like that. I had a great core routine. <laughs> uh, I was lifting all the time. Um, I think I dropped like 55 pounds. Jeez. Just in that like that year that I was at Gustav's. I mean, obviously, I mean, I've gained it all back, but I need to get back in there. <laughs> That's all right. You're still hot. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon, do anything energetic? Hell no, man. You ask me this every week, and I, I, know. <laughs> I don't, I I don't do to. the gym. I got, I got COVID. I lost my, my taste and smell, and that's I've, I've lost about 15 pounds over yeah. this deal. I uh, uh, really have cut my cut my appetite in half, basically, and right. uh, still don't still don't have my taste and smell back. So it's actually been kind of a blessing because of, because of that. But yeah, as far as the gym, fuck, dude, I don't. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been to the gym in a while. Well, mine, uh, I've been listening to my coach. I've been doing all the shit I'm supposed to do. Um, oh, you're almost here. I just got that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Martine might be a little late. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if Martine shows up. But, uh, oh, that's what I was doing. So, yeah, so I've been listening. I have to fucking weigh myself in the morning, do my blood pressure. Fucking, it's everything. It's insane. So how's that working out? Is it are you are you sticking to it pretty good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, yeah. my two thousand calorie diet was just killing me. What? So fucking hungry. Yeah, <laughs> so dude. hungry, dude. I eat like four to six thousand calories just on a normal day, and now I'm down to two, and I'm like, God damn oh, it. Man. So I've already in three days I've lost five pounds. That's so, impressive. Yeah, that's that impressive. Good. Well, with the amount of fucking shit I'm on and the amount of work I put in and the, you know, the actual eating right, um, it's good because 60% of my diet is protein. And I didn't know this. I never would have thought about it, but he's got me on um, ground beef. And so what I do is I cook the ground beef down. It doesn't matter if it's 80 or 90%, right? Uh, you cook it all the way down and then just drain out all the fat. He's like, 97% lean ground beef and i'm like all right whatever i can pound some ground beef dude whatever so i eat that and like white rice and then uh fats i'm supposed to keep down i'm having trouble doing just those things because i'm still trying to figure out like how much of each thing i need so i need about if i just do egg or if i just do beef it's like two pounds of ground beef a day which mm. is fine, I guess, but uh, except for ground beef, is freaking expensive right now too. I mean, you're eating two pounds a day. That's right, so a it's, bill, it's like nine bucks for a three pound tube, which is which isn't terrible. No. I mean, I'm not worried, but yeah. So the hard thing is, it's like it's expensive, man. So 
the blood tests were fucking like 300 bucks to get blood tests. I got to do that like every every six weeks. And and uh, the blood pressure machine, I had to buy my own. I'm not going to go fucking get my blood pressure taken. Just go morning. to Walgreens. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bought one. That's what I'm saying. But that was like 80 bucks, you know. Like I wanted a nice one. Uh, it's just it, it just got real expensive with all that shit going on. Plus thousands of dollars of other shit I put in me. You know, why not? Beef, though. I mean, I always heard that, that red meat took longer to digest. And was... So he's got me on the vertical diet. He had he's having me read the book, which is like fifty pages, which I still I still haven't looked at. Actually, I opened it. <laughs> I did look at it. Uh, I just haven't read it at all, which is bullshit. I should read it. Probably gonna try and do that tonight. I'm lying to you, but I'll do it soon. Um, but yeah, so apparently beef is like the best because it has. So he's a nutritionist, right? He he wants me to have the my macros, which are your protein, fat, carbs, all that shit, right? And then my micros. So he's very big into the micros, which is like your vitamin E, your your D three, like every little thing that you might be missing. So he we've worked in this app that breaks down what vitamins and how much of each vitamin is in each food. That's so, impressive. Yeah, dude. That's we work. spent like three, four fucking hours at the gym on Saturday just going over nutrition and what I need to do and how I'm gonna eat and all that other bullshit. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, thankful to Joey right now to, to help me out. But and I gotta get a Fitbit, and that's weird. I don't really wear jewelry often, so like just having the thing on is bothering me. Honestly, I've had one for years, and they're really nice to have. I mean, yeah. if nothing else, just to have a watch. Like yeah. I remember, I had a watch all through my teenage years, and you know, I dropped them for a while, and then I ended up getting a Fitbit, and I've just you know upgraded over the years to a point where you know i think i i, I went with a samsung one and yeah it's nice like I, it's they're I nice the, to have the samsung just mm-hmm. like that and uh uh like the one you got there and, and it, it it's cool but i what i found like for mine was the the i didn't like the band you the know, rubber like the, the sweat like your your, right. your your wrist doesn't breathe at all so you get like this weird sweat that's what i'm saying sticky, like, give yeah, me a real you know, watch band like leather or even that that like the metal yeah the clinkle one mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck right like I'm into that, but like this rubber is killing me. Well, yeah, and the thing with these fitness trackers is they gotta be like on you, yeah. slapped That's what right I'm up it against is, your it wrist. It is on me, dude. Like, because mm-hmm. I got that heartbeat sensor. Do you have the uh, um, which which Fitbit is that? So this is the newest one, but the smaller one. Okay, so I, it... I saw the other one with big ass square. I'm like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> um, so do that. Does that one have the 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 oxygen sensor and the, the sleep? The sleep mean, thing, yeah, it does. It has okay. LEO2, all that shit. So it's measuring how I sleep. I look at it in the morning. It's like, you actually slept two hours. You moved mm-hmm. 27 times and like got up three times. I'm like, uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's nice. You, you pull up your phone in the morning. Hey, just so you know, you slept like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you feel it, but let me let me show you how shitty you they slept. They give you like a score that's like, you know, one to a hundred. I usually get a score in like the 50s or 60s. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I still haven't figured it all the way out. Um, I set the alarm on it the other day, and it just vibrates like a motherfucker till I wake up. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> am I getting powers? Like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm sleeping. <laughs> am I getting powers? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so gym update's pretty good. I, I've been doing good. The right now at the gym, we're doing we're trying to find like fiber at maxes for shit. But like my main lifts are have changed a lot. So I'm doing like the yoke walk, uh, log press for reps, like big event shit that I usually don't do unless I'm training event day. Now it's part of my everyday thing. 
Hmm. And his plan was, he almost killed me on Saturday. He's like, he's like, oh, let's find out where you're at with all the events. And I was like, okay, cool. And so he like had like 15 fucking events. He's like, let's find out your maxes. I'm like, okay. He's like, for all of them today. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's not <laughs> accurate though. <I> mean, like, <laughs> you, you, sit, you do you do maxes for like two different two different workouts, and and you're you're dead. I mean, you well, can't. So can't. the plan is, he's gonna measure it like that every fucking time, and it should get Damn. better and better and better and better, right? Okay. He's gonna have me do it once I get into the workouts better. It's called Emom, every minute on the minute. So I'm fat, bro. I I bring my own fucking chair to the gym. You know, like, I'm sitting. I'm not going to be able to do that. So I have one minute to do the exercise and one minute to rest. If the exercise takes me longer than a minute, it cuts into my rest time. And then I have to pick up the weight as soon as that other minute's up. Hmm. And I'm like, fuck. So... So I mean, is that is that like primarily your focus is is strictly strength training and, and stuff like that? Yeah, so power. Like... So in Strongman, I've always been in a lot better condition than most of the guys I'm going against, but I'm a lot smaller than a lot of those guys, sure. right? But in this one, I'm cutting down to 230 pounds. So going from 300 to 230 pounds, I have like four months to do it, five months to do it. So doing that, I have to get my endurance up. Sure. Because these guys at 230 pounds have fucking endurance. These guys are running miles and shit like that, like, like nothing, you know? So... It's going to be rough, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was, I mean, when I was going to the gym all the time, I mean, shit, I was going like six days a week. That was my focus. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And I didn't really, I didn't really do it because I wanted to look better or I wanted to be stronger. I just wanted endurance. Like, I wanted to feel better. I wanted to be able to go on a 12-mile hike and not feel it and not care. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got some really good core routines that you can throw in with cardio. Uh, yeah. That would help a lot with your endurance if you're well, interested. I, mean, I have shit. to do everything by the book right now. Where do you uh, Where do you go? Hardcore barbell. Hardcore barbell. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty serious gym. It's, okay, it's probably like eighty bucks a month, right? Shit. Uh, well, you got to be serious to go. Sure. Uh, I mean, you pay that amount of money, you're gonna fucking go, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you're gonna walk in there and people are pounding out five, six hundred pounds. Like it's just it's very intimidating to walk into, which kind of sucks. Because most powerlifters and big-ass strongmen are, like, the nicest fucking people. Like, if you were to come in and be like, oh, like, you're going to be nervous because everybody's picking up heavy shit, right? But if you were to ask a question, everyone would seriously break down everything for you. They don't even fucking care. Like, they'll take time out of their day to help you. Because That's cool. That's really cool. It's a good community to be a part of, you know? It's it's not a huge community, but we all are so excited, when, any, especially anybody who wants to start trying. It's a lot of fun. You know, once you really get into strength and... It's uh, it's intoxicating being strong. Sure, I, 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 I say it all that. the time. I mean, like, I don't know how many I've broken doors just because I opened them too hard. <laughs> like, I mean, just fuck, <laughs> like, Hulk smash. right? That's how you feel, dude. And it's not even on purpose. Like, I thought the door was gonna be heavier than it was, and I'm like, boom, and it just smashes the wall. I'm like, oops, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like fuck. I went and uh, I was mad at my son one of these times, and I go to push open his door. Well, I palmed his fucking door to push it open my hand went right through it <laughs> and i was like great good luck you know and I, I was like you know what when i get my hand out of here we'll talk later <laughs> after you're done crying because it looks like you're about to cry you know like i'm not that mad i'm mad 
but not that man. You know, <laughs> I'm just strong as shit, and I apologize. <laughs> I don't know if something was behind his fucking door or what, but my hand went right into that door. Oh, I was like, man. shit. But it is. I mean, picking up something with one hand and handing it to somebody, and then them double arming it and still thinking it's heavy. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, man. So it's intoxicating, but it's uh, it's so much fun, and it's easier than people think. It's really just consistency. But... Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's my gym update, man. I, I'm getting stronger. I can already feel it. My veins are popping out. I gotta start donating blood, though, man. You're the thickest cement in this motherfucker. What's your uh, What's your blood type? Oh, oh. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm O. I'm O negative. I'm, yeah. I'm the universal donor. Anybody can have my blood. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. I'm, so the, the, I'm the normal. So probably O positive. So you're the universal receiver. You can take anybody's blood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but so so it's like is. when, when somebody... Unique. I don't know if I want to receive it. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> that's why in the hospital show, like the hospital TV shows and everything, you know, two, two, two units O egg. Right. It's because, you know, if they don't know what their blood type is, they can always give them O negative. Unless they're that one fucking golden blood type or whatever, right? I saw Grey's Anatomy on that. Yeah, it's like AB, AB negative, or I, I can't I, remember. I'm there's I'm, I'm there's one that's weird. You're AB? I'm AB positive, yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. So, that's fucking nuts. I have no idea. You're so I, fancy. I've never, I've, never had to, I've never had to have somebody else's blood, so I have no idea what that, <laughs> you know, I've never needed a transfusion, so. No, I, I just gotta get rid of it. I'm gonna get blood clots here soon. You know, I just, I'm producing too many red blood cells, so. Huh. Yeah, it's fantastic. Anyways, moving on. Um, let's hit up your shit, all right? Let's pound your Oh, bottom. lending. Not lending. world. Not lending. We're hitting you first. We're hitting me oh, first. Who the fuck you What's are me? and what you're about. Oh. I mean... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know you, right? Sure. I want everybody else to figure out who the hell you are, you okay. know? Um, all right, sure. It's a lot easier for people to relate and to understand and to want to talk to somebody they can feel a little more comfortable with. So, okay. Hit it up, dude. Um, I mean, I was a career bartender up until a few years ago. I'm a still gaming at 30 years old. <laughs> um, what are you playing? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I always hit up the, you know, of course, the the FPSs, the Call of Duties, and yeah. stuff like that. I don't know if you've ever, you guys have ever heard of Hunt Showdown. No. Sweet, sweet game. It's based in like the, it's a, it's an FPS. Um, it's based in like the the late 1800s. Oh. Um, so it's all like six shooters and like oh, like old fun. school rifles and stuff. But yeah. there's like monsters and like zombies and stuff like oh. too. So you got like it's like teams of two or three, um, and you can put you can have like it's like sixteen people in a room like and it's like big, um, not like a battle royale, not like that bullshit like Fortnite and shit like that. Right. It's sort of. I mean, you got the big map and. You gotta find clues and like kill the boss and get out, but at the same time, you got all these other teams that are trying to do the same thing, and everybody's hostile. Um, so it's a lot of uh, a lot of hunting. Like you, you lay down in the grass and just sit there for five or ten minutes, wait for somebody to come by or okay. stuff like that. So it's it's um, they I mean they call it like a hardcore first person shooter. Damn. Uh, me and my buddies play that a lot. Yeah, I can't do that, man. Like even Call of Duty, I'm a I'm a running gun. I, I always I have been. sit, dude. I can't. Always have been. You it know. sucks because I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting my ass whooped. I'm in a camp. And then I'm like, all right, I can't do it. I stand up and I'm dead. And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Camping like, never works for me. I never can't, works. man. I can't do it. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, games and... 
I don't know, man. I well, you do Titanfall, right? I love Titanfall. Oh, the game's sweet. Really? Love Titanfall. Sweet. Titanfall two. I, I was bummed because Titanfall two didn't get as much uh, didn't get as much action as the first one did. You know, when it came out, it was there was just wasn't wasn't as much play you know uh inter- internationally and stuff and and so the uh it never really took off but it, it, it launched i think at the same time as call of duty one of the call of duty or battlefield maybe it was a new battlefield game or something they so, really they released one of each or two of each yeah, every year so and uh and it was tough but yeah titanfall's titanfall's awesome That's i still a, gotta play it game, it man. sounds like a lot of fun it is it's a good it game with cool, the mechs yeah. yeah reminds me of the old school like you guys remember mech warrior yeah mech mm-hmm. warrior yeah absolutely <laughs> but have you ever seen the movie uh um pacific, pacific rim, rim yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah. like that so it's it's uh it got a lot of that too. uh vibe to it but it's uh it's fun man it's good all yeah. all online though there's no this i think the second one had campaign but the first one's all done online it's but it's cool uh, because they like they like mesh the the campaign and online at the same time. So yeah. like you're doing campaign missions, but you're still in a match with like a bunch of other people online. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it is, the, the, yeah. Like it was pretty intuitive, and I, I really haven't seen anybody else do it either. A lot, it, it, it fast too, really fast. Like it, faster than Call of Duty. Uh, mm. Yeah, the game game moved really. Like that was the hardest thing for me when I first started playing it was how fast it went. I was like, holy shit, man, this, this game is quick. Wow. So, uh, but, but you figured out. You're talking out about, like, rounds? Like no, the like, the speed of the, like the speed and the movement of the characters and the, and the game itself. Like, the, the action is fast. Whoa, all right. So, and, and now my, uh, my 12-year-old son whoops my ass at that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that age where they start getting really good at games. Like, all of a sudden, like that part of his brain developed, and now he's just like he's just shredding me. I'm like, how the hell did you do that? What are you doing? <laughs> Tanner, dude. Tanner even uh, bought he bought uh, with his own money bought Mortal Kombat, the new one. He was and he was playing it for hours and hours and hours, and he's like, play Mortal Kombat with me. I'll, I'll beat you. I promise. He's always talking shit. I'm like, all right, and I seriously just like. He started whooping my ass. He just straight murdered me the first round. So I just ducked in the corner and uppercutted him the whole fucking time. <laughs> and I'm like, jab, winning's winning, bro. I, I feel like with every fighting game, there's always that that one move, that one right. character that can you can just you break the game and beat anybody with one move <laughs> yeah, over and over. And again. It's usually the stupidest, boring move. You know, like uh-huh. you said, the uppercut. You know, the jab. Like I remember, I remember doing that to to my son too, and he got so mad he wouldn't. You, I'm not playing. He throws his stuff. At you. <laughs> just the one button. I just hit like the A button over. And over again, just stuck him until he died. <laughs> He's like, That's not fair. <laughs> See, I was all about Street Fighter. I mean, my dad had a uh, old school like Street Fighter 2 tournament edition, like the arcade game, oh, like yeah. down in our basement. I played cool. the hell out of that game. <laughs> fun, so yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. He's getting into uh, uh, what is it, Forza? Forza, now? okay. Yeah, I never was in it, I was into Need for Speed. Yeah, but that, never Underground. Oh, yep. yeah, that was yep. my favorite. Dude. Absolutely, I tried to purchase it again. It, won't, it doesn't even have it on PlayStation Network. Yeah. It's just not available. you got to find it on PC or something. I mean, that was really before, like, the mainstream consoles. I think that was, like, I, a I had it for PC the original release. Xbox. Really? Need okay. Speed Underground uh, was original the second one? Xbox. And uh, that was, like, that game was the shit, man. I had, I mean, yeah, yeah. that was cool with the ground well, But that's the thing. It's, the... It, it was super cool, but, like, Forza's, like, real. Yeah, it's the realistic yeah, one. Like kind of like you, dirt. If you bump into a wall, like you're fucked cuz uh-huh. your your car's turning right the whole rest of the game, you know? Like 
Need for Speed, you just fucking plow into a wall. You just turn around and keep going. It's like, like Grand Theft Auto mechanics. You know, I was just going to say, like, that's a guilty pleasure. Grand Theft Auto is one of those games that comes oh, yeah. out after the kids go to bed. and just, just I haven't played that since up. San Andreas. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I played a little bit. I tried, like, five. Yeah, five's online, good. But, like, it was okay. I, I just... I'm not into it anymore. I don't know, man. Like you grow out of things. It's like your taste buds. Like you yeah. grow into and grow out I'm of things. I'm just not into fucking hookers and then shooting them and taking my money back anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just not into it. <laughs> uh, but the online was, it was pretty cool. Well, that was the thing too. Is is my first time on there, and I'm just getting fucking destroyed by these people who know what the fuck they're mm-hmm. doing. Who were all I don't know if you're like powered up or what. Like they're just fucking me up. Everywhere I went, like, and I don't know the difference between, like, just people walking around. Like, because there's, like, AI walking around, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, like, I don't know. I guess the people who run running sideways, I don't fucking know. But <laughs> I played it once for, like, 20 minutes and, like, fuck this. I'm done. But, <laughs> but uh, anyways, besides games, I think we could do a whole fucking podcast on games. We probably Probably. Could. Yeah, I really wasn't expecting to, but I'm so here for it. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't play... Anything else really? We played uh, we played Call of Duty and then Zombies. Oh, I've Zombies been, is great. I've been God of War. Uh, since oh, the God first of War is great too. This the yeah. new one, the Valhalla one. I haven't played it. it oh, you I mean, didn't like it, or the the one where he's in? Yeah, he's in Valhalla. Where he's like old and it's his son and yeah. stuff. I, I yeah, I don't really know the whole premise to that or anything. I played a little bit of the beginning at it's a buddy's too, house. Like it's too clunky to me. Really. Like, in the old ones, you're just spinning around fucking shit up. Just like the whole map is your shit ground, you know? Sure. You're fucking everything up. This one, you have to like be crazy precise and like you have just this axe. It's more like Assassin's Creed esque. Like there's, there's no, a lot I more. I love Assassin's Creed. Oh, sure. But yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean then? So you've got yeah. like a lot more emphasis on like combat and like, and, and you know, quick time and, and making sure you press the right thing at the right time. And right. And then you got to like direct your kid in the background, like to where he's like, he's like fucking distracting something with his bow and then it'll look and then you can fuck the thing up. Okay. Okay. You got to have him do the shit that you can't fit through, you know, sure, or to like sure. throw him up and have him. It's just it's just nuts. Whereas like the first the first God of Wars were like, you're running around beating the shit out of everything. You sure. get new weapons and you power them up. And my favorite thing was the fucking hammer. I would just slam that shit through everybody's face. <laughs> I didn't care. It was the only thing I powered up at all. Well, they put a lot more emphasis on the on the original ones on like those fixed camera angles, kind of like the Resident yeah. Evil sort of you know era of gaming because yeah. they were they were sort of in that you know that time frame where. That was still a thing, you know, and you didn't have like that over the shoulder, like turn your camera wherever you want to. It was just because it's. it's I feel like that's what's the most difficult. Like, you can turn him, but just because he's looking a direction doesn't mean you can see it. You got to like turn your camera with him too. I'm like, this is like, you know, like just fucking let me see what he's saying. Just point (laughs) me in his direction, you know. Like I'm sick of this shit. It's just too hard. (laughs) that's fair but I mean there's beauty in that too because it's like you know there's a little bit of unknown right especially like I mean again going uh, now now I'm all focused on Resident Evil because I mean old school I mean if if you guys ever played the first couple I didn't play any of them few um, they were great I mean classics classics but they had that I mean they had that survival horror aspect but it was fixed camera angles so you'd be walking down a, a hallway and you wouldn't be able to see what's around the corner until you got around the corner and the camera went to the next, you know, you went to the next camera. Oh, shit. And there could be, I mean, there could be any number of things, you know, waiting around that corner. And there usually was. 
makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. The, the only zombie game I ever played before this zombies on this Call of Duty, uh, which is Cold War right now, um, was Left 4 Dead. Oh, Left 4 Dead's great. <sighs> have, you played the, out, have you played the spiritual successor? No. Back for Blood? I don't even know what that is. They, no. they even kept the four. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's it's not great, but it's not bad. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's just the same formula rehashed. Well, I just, uh, that one and then uh, my favorite game, I gotta say, one of my favorite games of all time, I could redo it over and over, was uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, where he's a fucking pirate. You see, I, you didn't like I love the first <laughs> two, three-ish right. And then it was just like, it's the same thing over and over again. Well, to be fair, that was the first one I played. Okay. And then I went back to try and play the other ones, and the buttons are all fucking weird mm-hmm. and different. Like, mm-hmm. it's very weird for me. But like, I like those. I like those whole like that parkour element, and, yeah. like, climbing stuff and jumping off of stuff into hay bales. Like that. That aspect of it was really cool. It was it's sick. just it got it got old after a while, and then they started just pumping them out, you know, back to back. Well, I heard, yeah, and they're like different, different genres. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a little nuts. I, didn't like I heard, that. Uh, I heard Black Flag was good. I heard Valhalla was good. I wanted to which try is like that the one. Vikings and stuff like that. My buddy was telling me about that. I still haven't played any of them since three. I tried the Civil War one, and I was like, this is lame. <laughs> you know, like these guns suck and. Musket, you're all. Yeah, he's <laughs> I mean, he's running around trying to fucking pack this thing. Like, <laughs> really? I mean, I feel like if you've played one, you've played pretty much all of them. Yeah, you know, it's just the same thing. Just pick a your favorite setting. genre and just go with it. I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. I like pirates. I'm into it. <laughs> we'll fuck your shit up and yeah. But oh, so I guess that was uh, that was like based on a real life fucking group. I guess. I guess back in the day there was like an assassin group. And they would, like, poison them slightly, constantly, and, like, they were, uh, what is it called? Like, microdosing with, like, different drugs and shit. So they'd go crazy, but they would listen, and he would, like, the, the leader of the group, I can't remember the guy's name, but he would do shit like that. Like, climb up to the top of that fucking building and jump into this fucking hay bale. You'll be fine. And they would just fucking, and then jump and just die. And he's like, see, they listen. Like, that was his, like, proving a point. To people, he'd just have them, and they would just fucking fly up there because they can't feel anything. They're not thinking, so they're using all their primal instincts. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's nuts. So they would climb like that dude does, like park. Who the fuck can climb a building like that? Like, I mean, I can, I get it. I've seen some videos of someone doing that. But like, after how many tries did that take you? Yeah, no, I've seen some videos of people failing at doing that right. too. <laughs> and Bad. Then, and then yeah, you made it to the top there, but like, now do it again. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way. But, do it twice. Uh, yeah, do it twice. Oh, shit, we're a half hour into this. Um, Are we really? Yeah. How so, long okay. have we been doing this? <laughs> half an hour. Half an hour? Yeah. No, 26 minutes. Come on. Well, that's close enough. I'm rounding up, but it's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Anyways, um, so who is Nick? What are you about? Where did you, you grow up? What do you do? Oh, man, that's a great question. Where did I grow up? So I grew up, I, I spent a lot of my time here. You know, I went to uh, elementary school and middle school here. Um, I moved away for a number of reasons. Um, I, my parents were split when I was little. I moved to uh, the far northeastern corner of Oregon, almost on the border of Idaho. Um, if you've ever heard of Joseph, Oregon... Uh, Wallowa County, uh, the Blue Mountains, Ruby Peak. It's literally like I mean, as far northeast as you can go. You have to backtrack to get back to the interstate, like a hundred miles, to get to Idaho. 
Um, it's just, I mean, it's a box canyon at 4,800 feet up in the mountains. One of the most beautiful places in the Northwest. Some of the best mule deer hunting and elk hunting out of Joseph. That's what right. I hear. I'm not much of a hunter, but yes, that's what I hear. I, I know... Beautiful uh, country. Actually, incredibly beautiful country. Yeah. For the High Plains Desert. High Plains Desert up there. Cold as shit in the wintertime, hot as shit in the summer. And, uh... Dry. Yeah, incredibly. And dry. Dry. Really dry. Oregon it's, Desert. It's, yep. the, it's the epitome of Oregon Desert. Yeah, High Plains Desert, man. Big, I, big I go to Primeville for competitions just about every year, the fucking pizza strength. Oh, yeah. And, uh... That place sucks. That's like, that's the area. That's yeah. that's what you're looking at. Basically, it was like fucking like uh, mid April, and we're in this. Ro- they do rodeos in this fucking thing. Sure, so there's dirt and shit. Freezing, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like eight a.m. I'm fucking freezing. And it was hot as balls the day before. Like the fuck. And by noon, it's like ninety. I'm like, what is happening here? Uh-huh. I don't like this place. Oh yeah, <laughs> big big temp turns. I mean, shit. Midwinter, we'd get down to like negative thirty. Jesus. And I didn't know that was even possible in this part of the country. Like, wow. yeah, absolutely. Box Canyon, at forty eight hundred feet up the mountains. Wow. You go out there, you walk out your back door, and you look around, and all you see is snow capped mountains. I mean, truly, that's cool. Beautiful. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, went to high school there, graduated there, came back. Um, man, I don't know what else there is to know about me. You got a snowboard jacket on? You do that? Did a lot of snowboarding when I was younger. I kind of got too fat for it, though. <laughs> it's a workout. It's a fucking workout, absolutely. It, dude, I, I always remember just like, it's not that bad. And then I go snowboarding, and I'm like, see, I'm fine. And the next day, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. That that first weekend, when you get on the lift, you know, like, all year, you go all year, and then you get out, you're like, yeah, man, I'm pumped, I'm ready to go. And that first weekend, man, that whole, that, it's like a week. You can't hardly move your legs. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's rough. Shit, my I legs, remember I, that. when I was, yeah, no, when I was doing it all the time, I mean, takes a couple runs and your legs are just rubber but you don't care because it's a blast like it's so fun especially once you figure out like i've always heard um the like the difference between snowboarding and skiing is snowboarding is a lot easier to learn and a lot harder to master where snowboarding is a lot harder to learn but a lot easier to master if that makes sense Wait, did I say snowboarding twice? Yeah, which one's which skiing is a lot easier to learn okay okay but a lot harder to master where snowboarding is a lot harder to learn, but a lot easier to master. Okay. Um, so there's there's that, you know, you hit that plateau either way, but you hit it a lot earlier with snowboarding, because for me, when I was learning, carving is is tough. Yeah. I mean, when you got to, like, I can't remember what direction. I think it was to the left, because I'm, you know, I'm right-handed. Um, getting that 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 leg out Yeah. was tough. It's tough. It was, instead of carving, I would just, like, you know go down the hill sideways to, yeah. keep, to maintain my speed for the longest time. I mean, once I figured it out, though, it was like, it was a game changer. Like, you know, I was hitting jumps and, you know, grinding oh, yeah. on rails and stuff like that. With no helmet, of course, you know, <laughs> as, as teenagers and early 20-year-olds do. My, my brother-in-law, his brother is paralyzed uh, from a snowboarding accident. Same, same kind of deal. He was uh, I believe a it. Uh, kid in high school, 16 years old, was up on the mountain, thought he was... You know, thought he just had, shit. had it all figured out. Hit, went off a jump, landed, broke his back. Yep, fucked him up, man. That sucks. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I've scorpioned it a couple times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Who hasn't? I didn't even know my feet could that that far over my fucking head. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, You're kissing your kneecaps, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you almost have to do that at least once or twice, and just yard sale yeah. all down the mountain. You know. One of my the first time I ever went, we had a 
I got lucky. My my grandma bought us lessons, but it was at Timberline. I don't know if you've ever been on Timberline. If you're not on like the real like snowboarding with the jumps and shit like that, the normal just regular track has this fucking drop. Mm-hmm. And I had no fucking idea. <laughs> so I'm flying down because I don't know how to fucking snowboard. So I'm just straight legging it, just down. I'm catching up speed. And then I'm like, what the fuck? And I just e-brake it, right? Sure, like I'm yeah. just boom. And so I'm rolling on my ass and then I just all the way down this fucking thing. Why is there no sign that that thing is there? We go up on the lift, scared the shit out of me. This dude on a snowboard, leaning down, like he's going as fast as he fucking can, straight. All the way down this thing, and I'm just like, he's gotta know there's a fucking just cliff there, right? <laughs> he's gotta know. No, dude. He goes right off that thing, and just just straight. Realizes midair, turns sideways... Lands and just boom and just fucking eats shit. That guy went to the hospital. He's in the yeah. He's over there screaming and crying. He's bleeding and all of a sudden we're, I'm like, like just dumbfounded. Look at this guy. It's my first, like my second run down the fucking mountain. I'm watching this dude screaming and his glasses fucking busted and got in his eyes and like Ooh. he was <laughs> fucked up, dude. I'm telling you, he's going like 80 miles an hour on this fucking hill. You know how fast you go? Just going straight? Doesn't take much to get a lot of speed. Dude, and the bigger you balls. are, the faster you go. Yeah. It was insane. And I'm just like, uh... So I went real slow after that. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame you. It was scary, bro, but... Yeah. Anyways, um... Shit, snowboarding. Right. I think I stole my Burton over there. Anyways. Oh, I definitely do. Yeah. But Good time. I still have all my stuff. I just haven't gone. All I got's the board. I don't have the boots. I don't have any of that shit. Anymore. I sold all my shit a long time ago. Yeah, I probably should, but <laughs> I still have that hope in my heart that I'll make it back out there. I, you know, I always tell almost. I think every year I have that. I have that talk with myself too. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll go up and rent a board and mm-hmm. take the kids up. And yeah, and, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> my old ass would be. I'd be stu- They'd be hauling me off the mountain. I'm I get still up there. mad at Mount Hood, dude. <laughs> From trying to climb it. So, okay, so I know there's <laughs> there's three parks on Mount Hood. There's Timberline, there's Meadows, and then what's the other one? That was my favorite. I can't remember what it's it was. Mount Hood Meadows. Ski Bowl. Ski, Ski Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they had the best night ski. And, okay. you know, we were all teenage alcoholics, so <laughs> we'd sleep in till noon, 1 o'clock, and then we'd drive up there and do the night ski from, like, 3 to, to 9 o'clock, and, you know, we'd all bring our bottles of Fireball and shit like that, and... Stand hang out in the woods, take a few shots, and then go down the rest of the run. Uh, but yeah, Ski Bowl is, is uh, you know, Tim- Timberline is nationally recognized. I mean, right. the professionals go there and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Ski Bowl's a lot more lax, you know, yeah. not so many double black diamonds and shit like that. It's it's chill. Yeah. It's chill. And you can go there in the evening, which which was one of my favorite things. And it's the cheapest, and it's the lowest. I don't even it's the think quickest I, to get to. I don't even think I went to... I've never been to Ski Bowl. I did Meadows and then Timberline. Meadows is cool. Meadows is super spread out. Like, they got long runs. Yeah, I never I never had a problem with anybody getting in my fucking way up there. Mm-hmm. Never. Whereas, like, Timberline, I don't know how many times I'm, like, fucking about to run somebody over. Like, because they won't get out of my way. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just... I, I'm not even going for your jump, bro. Like, I just want to get down the mountain and have this chair bring my fat ass back up to the top. You know? Like... <laughs> I'm just here. My cousin's was like really fucking good, so I would just kind of go down and just keep up with him and watch him do shit. Sure, you know, because sure. I fucking sucked. So, uh, but yeah, it was. 
yeah, these people are always just in my fucking way. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the truth anywhere. It just kind of depends on what day you head down there. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember this one time I was at T-Line on the lift, and I had those, uh, I had a Burton board, but I had those snap-in bindings with, like, the special boots and everything, so you just step into them. Okay. And they, they wrap around the boots. Um, well, I didn't, like, they were iced up or something like that when I got on the lift. And, you know, you always take one foot out of your board right. to get on the lift and everything. Well, the other foot wasn't completely snapped in. And we were like, I mean, we were like halfway up the up the run on the lift, and my board just falls off. And <laughs> and my brother's sitting there with me, he's laughing his ass off, and I was like, no, fuck this. And I just jumped off, like 80 feet up in the air. <laughs> like straight up, like, my, my brother said, he's like, you made a perfect imprint of your body in the snow. Oh you went down like three feet, and I had like medics coming up and everything, like, Oh my god, are you okay? It was totally soft. It was just like landing on a mattress, oh you know? God. Landing a bunch of fresh powder. <laughs> Jeez. I got stuck by... It was, again, one of my first fucking times up there. Timberline. And I got stuck by one of the posts for the fucking lift. I didn't know that there's a fucking hole right there. Yeah. I had no idea. So I'm going and I'm carving really hard. And my cousin's like, dude, there's a fucking pole. I'm like, oh, shit. And so I go, and I'm like, oh, well, I, I won't hit it, but I'll get close. Boom, I fall in this fucking hole, and I'm oh. like, how do I get out of this? Like, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm down there. I had to climb fucking out, like, pack shit so I could, with my snowboard on my feet. People die in those things, like, Absolutely. Like, people people get, die all people the time. People die in those things. things. Yeah, they get, like, they get stuck in there, and the fucking shit will collapse around them, or they'll just get stuck. And fall into them head first. Yeah, fall into them. Yeah, and they get stuck and die. Man, you got super lucky. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's not really holes. It's, I mean, they that, that happens around trees and stuff trees, like that, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. They got like a there's an air pocket underneath all the snow that's that's up there and yeah yeah people oh, people get lost in those those things all <laughs> the huh? time that's that's like I think one of the number one things that, that I, I've heard that too yeah. yeah crazy that's fucking crazy I didn't that is know. crazy <laughs> I was just like fuck you got lucky yeah, yeah. I was just pissed I got stuck in this hole for like thirty minutes it took me a long fucking time to get out of that thing well like your brother didn't come back my cousin your cousin he came back like. Afterwards, but he didn't know where I fucking was, because he was ahead of me. Oh, and so it was it was up to me to get out of that fucking hole. Like yeah. I didn't know, so because he was like, "Hey, that pole," and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I started cutting back in, and then he just kept going, and then I <laughs> I just disappeared, <laughs> and he's fucking down the hill. Now he's like, "Where the fuck did this guy go?" And so he had no idea. I think he went like another two three times. And he's like, I just, I thought you were just way behind me or something. Like, I, like we weren't just meeting up. Because he would go down a couple times, and he was doing way faster than I was. Sure. All that other shit. I'm just cruising. And so he would pass me sometimes, and then go down and fucking do it again. But I, said, I guess we just weren't seeing each other. He's also like the biggest fucking idiot in our family. Like, I swear to God, he's like the epitome of dumbass. Like, dude, he texted me this whole long thing for my birthday. And he's like, you know, I'm really proud of you, all this other shit. Because I'm not talking to him right now until he becomes a fucking adult and stops waving his fucking pistol and cash on Instagram. You're 30, bro. Grow the fuck up. You know? Like, anyways. So he texted me this whole long thing. And I said, thanks, bud. Like, I just answered him because I'm still not trying to talk to him. But it said, thank, bud. It just didn't have the S. And he's all, who's bud? And I was like, oh, I get like... Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, 
he really wants to know who Bud is. Like, this fucking idiot is sitting there contemplating, oh, he wants me to thank Bud? Who's Bud? I wonder, like, I guarantee he's sitting there having that conversation with himself. The basis for Sublime? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he needs to stop smoking so much weed, dude. Like, like I get it. You want to get stoned, get stoned. But, like, stop eventually. I don't know, man. Like, fucking idiot. <laughs> and it's funny because most people would, you know, would think... Like, oh, well, who's Bud? Like, to kind of make fun of me for fucking up the... Sure, the yeah, sentence. that's but, like, what I assumed when you were saying that, yeah. But I know he he seriously contemplated who the fuck Bud was. <laughs> and why, and why I wanted him to thank him. <laughs> yeah, like, just, I swear to God. <laughs> I, I got a snowball off of that. So I remember I was, like, I was, like, 13, 14. My mom made, like, a, you know, she'd always bake and, you know, make soups and shit like that for her friends at work. Well, she made a whole plate of cookies for her friends at work. And she handed them to me. She's like, oh, yeah, no, that's okay. These are, you know, we were on, on my way to school. And she's like, these are just, these are just to share. And I was like, who the fuck is share? Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. It was funny at I the thought time. this was like a fucking stoner cookie moment. No, uh-uh, no. I mean, like, I was a stoner at that time. cookies. And then you just like, ate like six. No, like, no, the no, cookies didn't make it to school. <laughs> Damn, I, I thought that would be a funny story, but... It, no, it was good, dude. <laughs> Who's Cher? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Who the fuck is Cher? Just said you were the dumbass in that one. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Still love you, Nick. Anyways, let's get to lending. So, what are the, sure. main, what are the main things? So, I know that just from being in the industry long enough... I know people are afraid to even check, right? They don't want to go to their lender. They don't want to... First of all, everyone thinks that when they run their credit, uh, that's just going to ding their fucking credit and no good's going to come out of it. It's a couple points. Right. And it goes away within a year and it really doesn't affect a whole lot as Here's long as you don't do it my thing with that too is it's a couple points, but if you're not ready, you now have a full fucking list of everything you need to do to be ready. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's point. That's worth it. That's what I try to sell to my clients, too. You know, the people that, that aren't ready, that are obviously not ready. I mean, that's how the whole process starts is with a conversation. The right. thing that I usually start with is, what's your story? What do you want to do? Right. You know, and then I just let them talk. And we lead into, you know, what's your credit look like? You know, um, and I, I take their word right. and I put it into an application. And we go, okay, now you and I need to work on proving all of this right how do we verify it what what paperwork do you have that shows that what you're saying is true right and that, that you're means employed by this person that you say you are that yeah you make this amount that you say uh-huh. you do you know mm-hmm. that your debt is actually this much because you're about to pull it yeah so i always hate that people lie Everybody well, you lies. You know, like, and that's the thing too. I get like not remembering like a credit card or some mm-hmm. shit and be like, oh, there is money on that one. Mm-hmm. Right? But like people are like leaving out like whole fucking cars. Like, yeah. You know, you owe money yeah. on that fucking car outside. Yeah, you know that's one of those I mean? things. Like, debts are one of those things that I don't even ask about because you never get a straight answer. Okay. Especially, I mean, even with income, I mean, you can be like, okay, what do you make? Okay, great. Right. Now I'm going to need to I'm going to see your W2s. I'm going to need to you need to sign this form that that lets me go and talk to your employer right. so that they can give me those hard numbers and right. sign off on it and it's an official document that I can give to you know the higher ups. Um yeah, no, it always starts with a conversation and then, you know, if it seems like it's possible 
then we run credit. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where we don't and we wait and, you know, give me an estimate and let's get your income figured out and then we'll go from there. You well, you got to be careful with that shit too. You give them an estimate and then they come to me. Right. This is what my lender said I can get and I'm like... All right. right. A lot of people think that an estimate is a pre-approval, but it's yeah. not. It's that's what I always bad. tell everybody. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Let me call them and see if there's any wiggle room on that and mm-hmm. see what kind of loan you're actually going to be using. Because I doubt you remember if it's conventional, the FHA or whatever. Right. right? So now I'm calling you and you're like, <laughs> I just said maybe. I haven't even ran their <laughs> shit yet. Exactly. And then I can go back and explain to them like, oh, well, that he's thinking you're about there. Let's get through the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And So the hardest thing is they keep wanting to come to me. Sure. Right? They want me because I open the door. Right. I show them the houses, right? Realtors the front lines. It's the guy they talk to that's going to help them get into this house. The hardest thing I had to do was continue to fucking harp your lender. Mm -hmm. Call your fucking lender. Call your lender. Make sure your paperwork's in. You need your paperwork in. Mm -hmm. Because not just before the process, during the fucking process Mm -hmm. where you're still collecting shit, like, don't get mad at your lender for fucking up the process when you didn't get your shit in on time. We're not following the rules, right? Like, how, right. Many, how many people do you have, like, you'll get into something, they'll get a pre-approval, and then they find the house they want, and then they go open up a credit card, or they go uh-huh. buy furniture on credit. Or, or go, buy, yeah. go, go, go finance a fucking truck. Go buy it's a like, car, yeah. God, you know, and I appreciate when, when, when my clients call me and be like, hey, so can I do this? How yes. is this going to affect me? Right. And I'm like, don't. Right. Don't do it. The whole point of what we're doing right now is creating as close to a financial snapshot of your history and your life as we possibly can. And anything you do to change that is going to hurt your odds. Right. Ultimately. Well, and I tell everybody too, close on your house, then do it. Yeah. Your shit's you want to quit your job? Yeah. Get a house first. Right. You know, finish this whole process. I don't care what you do after that. Yeah. But as as long as we have this snapshot and we and we we know what your financial situation is and we can send this up the chain and they go, "Okay, perfect." Right. Give them this money and send them shopping. Yeah. Yeah, that's Whatever that's... happens after that is none of my business. <laughs> I know. Mean, let's not quit your job completely afterwards. I mean, but you can do what you got to do because right. you're done. Just I mean, don't do it closed. Close. Exactly. Shit. Don't yeah, do it right. right at closing. Right. Don't do it right before you're about to sign your closing documents. Like I had a I had a dude that we're actually pretty good friends now, but uh, he switched jobs and he had talked to me about it, and he's like, you know, I'm thinking of just trading in jobs. Like like how is that going to affect this? And I'm like, well, as far as I know, would you need to talk to your fucking lender? Mm-hmm. As far as I know, as long as you're in the same industry with the same pay type, you're fine. Mm -hmm. And he took that as, do it. And so he just, boom, just fucking, now he's got another job. He's in the same industry, but now he's 1099. Mm -hmm. And now he's fucked, you know? And I'm like, god damn it. That opens up a whole other can of worms. I mean, when you go to 1099, which means either you are collecting Social Security, you're on a pension, or you're starting your own business... Right. Which people in our age group, that's, you know, 10 times out of 10, that's what's going on is you're right. starting your own business, you're starting to work for yourself, which is great, but from a lender's perspective, you have to have a history of that. Right. You have to you have to show that your business is making money, and if you can't do that, then I, I can't do anything for you. Right. Um, you know, the rule of two is a, is, a, is a big deal in the lending industry. I mean, two years, two years, two months... 
it's all it's all a big deal you know right. w2s we want two years worth of that if you're if you're on a w2 and you're a w2 employee we want to see that you're working full-time if you're in a business if you started your own business and you're a 1099 employee generally we need a two-year history right so you have to be doing what you're doing for two years before you can even be considered for a conventional Fannie and Freddie mortgage right um yeah, I mean, there's there's million, not millions, but dozens, hundreds of programs out there for all different kinds of situations. Right. You know, I mean, there's there's always exceptions, but to do it the easiest and the fastest and and um, to get the most money out of it and and have the lowest payment, two years, two years, okay. a two year history, and that's the snapshot is two year window. Here's a big question I get constantly. Sure. What's why don't I go to my bank? Why would I go to a mortgage officer That's versus a, a like a local bank? It's a great, great question. And I, I get that question all the time. So the beautiful thing about a lender is they are direct to the consumer. Um, so it cuts out a lot of the middlemen. Um, banks, you know, sure, they can, they can lend direct to the consumer, but oftentimes there's a lot of more hands on that application and on that file. So generally you pay a couple more, couple thousand more dollars in closing costs yeah. um, because there's just more people involved and they all, everybody wants to get paid everybody gets paid, and yeah. nobody's paying them except for the person that's getting the loan. Right. Everybody's getting paid off of that person. Um, so when you go to a direct to consumer lender that can actually give you the funds, I mean, it's again, you're just, you're just cutting out two or three middlemen um, and it, it does, it, it'll, it saves you a lot in closing costs for okay. sure. Um, one of the big things I always tell people too, is, uh, I know that, um, especially like local credit unions, which everybody does want to use. I, so the way I explain it too, is you may get a better like interest rate and stuff like that. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You may get a better interest rate and a better plan with a local, um, credit union, right, to where it may be a little cheaper for you than you would, but you get way more options with a lender, with a mortgage broker, right? And then with a credit union, it's very black and white. Like, this is what it is. If you don't fall, fall into our criteria like this, no. Whereas yeah. a mortgage broker can be like, well, this doesn't work, but we got 40 other programs that we can fit around mm -hmm. what you're working with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's that's a hundred percent. You're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of the complaints I hear about banks is it's just super impersonal. Yeah. You know, I mean, you might be able to get a loan, but you really don't know what the ins and outs were, and you really don't know the finer details of what it took to actually get there. Um, with a lender, I mean, at least with my company and with Primary Residential Mortgage Inc., I mean, we're we make it personal. You know, I mean, we're we're there, we're holding your hand. You know, we're we're educating you as much as possible, and and communicating as much as possible as to what's going on, and explaining why it's happening and and why it needs to happen. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but um. <laughs> the difference between the local credit unions or the, the banks, local credit unions and banks versus lenders. Yeah. Yeah. No, I trailed off. I tr I do that. I do that often. Oh, um, we do that too. 
especially me. <laughs> um, yeah, personal. <clears throat> now, do you guys do any kind of like uh, one one of the things? So when me and my wife bought our first house, and uh, that's actually how I met uh, Tyler, uh, was through that process. Um, we had we had started in down a road with a home builder that did their own kind of financing, right? And sure. I had never bought a house before. Um, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And was, like you said, it starts off with a conversation, right? So I didn't even know if I could buy a house. Uh, and so when I went to these people and I talked to them, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, you can buy this house, and, and we're going to do this stuff for you. And, and their whole goal was like like used car sales of, of home sales, you know, is is how it were, is how it was like it was working out. And I... I got kind of sketched out by the whole process, and I, I took a step back, and we 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 didn't end up going with them, right? We did we we just like okay, hey, you know, we, we need to educate ourselves. It's very obvious that I need to educate myself on this process, and uh, doing some research online, we found a home buyers class that uh, the mortgage lender that we ended up going with actually sponsored this class. It was free for us to go, mm-hmm. and. It was it, what was really amazing about the class when I got into it, like we went, it was a Saturday and it was an all day class and they taught us everything from start to finish, right? Sure. And it was really, really informational. It was a really a fantastic class, but there was like, I don't know, probably five couples in this class, probably 10 people all together. Everybody was couples there. And, uh, but what was really amazing was all these people were in this class had already gone through the pre-approval process Sure. And were in this class because they needed the credentials for a program that they were signed up for. Yep. Whether it was like, uh, uh, like yeah, or or uh, down payment assistance or something like that. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, is that is that something that that you ended up doing? If you don't mind me asking. No, we actually didn't use we didn't utilize uh, those programs. It was like we were we had no idea that those programs even existed. Right. Sure. Uh, it was it was all like we were just there to learn. Because I was terrified by this process, right? And yeah, I had yeah. no freaking clue what, what was going on. So uh, <clears throat> I was just surprised. Uh, and, and talking to these other people, they had no idea about this either. And if it wasn't for my wife, who who is an incredible research artist anyways, you know, <laughs> sure. I would have never even thought about looking for a class to buy a house. You yeah. know? And I would have probably ended up going with this company and just trusting these people that, that build these homes and, and getting in way over my head. Sure. And uh, and not getting what I wanted, um, so for that I was incredibly thankful. But we didn't have a mortgage lender or anything. We actually talked to the lender that put the class on that day, and she invited us down to the office. So we we did the class on a Tuesday, I mean on a Saturday. We were in her office on Tuesday, same kind of deal. She just asked us the didn't ask me about my credit, didn't ask me you know about my my debts or anything. Uh, I filled out the paperwork. She said, I'm going to run uh, all these numbers. Um, uh, she did ask me to bring, I brought with me during the meeting, I brought my uh, two years worth of tax statements mm-hmm. and uh, and gave those to her. And, uh, and we talked for probably about 45 minutes or so, filled out some paperwork. And then Wednesday she called me up and said, I've got pre-approval for this amount. And I was like, awesome. Do you know a good realtor in the area? She ended up giving me Tyler's number, <laughs> and uh, uh, and the rest was history. But I, I was really 
really amazed at the class itself and yeah like the, the information that you can learn and i want to know i'm just curious maybe why that isn't like i guess more public knowledge or is it i mean is it and just most people because everybody that i've talked to since didn't even know that these classes existed either like a lot That's... of people that i've Really good information. That's really good to know. Um, Homebuyers education classes are pretty commonplace, um, and that's and that's surprising that that a lot of people really don't know a lot about that. And and that's something that I'm going to take into my business plan um, and take into consideration certainly. Uh, but you're right. Homebuyers education classes are a requirement for for some programs, um, particularly Chinoa and Washington Bond, and that's. What, what they call, like you were saying, down payment assistance, um, where it helps with um, covering, you know, your closing costs and, and your down payment, um, at least in, in part, um, if not all of it. Um, just up front. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just up front. Yes. I mean, it's like, it, they call it a silent second. <clears throat> right. Um, so basically, it's, it's a second loan that you take out to cover all of your closing costs and... Um, you know, there's rules surrounding that. Like, it has to be paid off in a certain amount of time. I, I think it's yeah, so usually, like, three years. Chinoa is its own payment, I believe, right? Like, mm -hmm. so it's like a, you pay your mortgage, and then it's like 100 bucks towards Chinoa. So I've like, actually, as a Washington lender, I've only ever dealt with Washington Bond. Okay. Um, but I... So I know that one sits and in, until you either um, refinance. Correct. That's the word I'm If you refi, it's a balloon payment. You, you can't refi out of it. You have to pay it off. Right. So, you so your refinance, you, you would take that money out of it, out of your equity. Correct. In order you can. To, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a way to do that. And then uh, if you sell, you have to pay it. So it even Chinoa, which you do, you pay back monthly, it's actually two loans. Yep. And so it's like a double mortgage payment every mm -hmm. month, which it's just all of what you want. Yep. Right? I mean, it's and that's the thing. That's why I like brokers more. First of all, one of the big things I ran into too, I did. Uh, I had a client that did Rocket Mortgage. Um, oh God, they're not open on weekends. <laughs> no, when we're looking at fucking houses. Mm -hmm. Right. So I need a pre-approval letter to send in this fucking thing. Well, they're not open. Mm -hmm. And that's all. Neither are banks. That's another <laughs> thing. And I remembered the point that I was that I was trying to make before. I remembered it about halfway through your story. Um, that's the thing about internet lenders and and banks is. They can be a little deceptive, for lack of a better word, um, because, I mean, they'll they'll quote you for a rate that's, you know, a half a percent under what what your lenders are actually pitching you, um, but they're not telling you that they've actually paid or or they've actually quoted you with a bunch of discount points. Um, that are built into your closing costs. So discount points uh, essentially are, it's like charges that you use to pay down your rate, right. if that makes sense. Um, like, for example, I mean, if you're if you're qualified at four percent, but your bank's going, oh yeah, no, you qualify for three and a half. Well, no, they've 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 charged you. They're charging you, but you don't realize it. Right. You know, three or four grand. So that your rate looks a little bit better right off the bat, but, you know, you end up paying for that on the back end. Right. Um, you know, oftentimes uh, with, with direct-to-consumer lenders and brokers, they're going to tell you this is your par. This is, this is exactly what you qualify for. If you want, it would cost you this much to buy down your rate a little right. bit. Yeah. Get a little bit better interest rate. You know, you'll save this much in the long run. 
you know, is that something you're interested in? Well, banks tack that on immediately and go, oh, you've got this great rate. Okay. You know, sign up with us. This is, this is, this so is much why, better than, than any lender is going to quote you right now. That's why all credit unions and everything and banks like that are always pitching that they're going to get you a better credit or yep. a better uh, interest rate. Yep. Because they're just, they're just buying it down for you. So I do like the fact that with brokers and stuff like that, you can, <coughs> that you're going to talk to them about it. Yep. You know, because that's important, you mm-hmm. know? like Absolutely. Does the long-run payment, now, are you planning to live here for 20 fucking years? Then the long-term payment matters. Buy down your rate. If you're planning on living here for five fucking years, fuck it. Don't buy down your rate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it's just a big, it's just nice that, I always tell people that the brokers just have more options. Like, you're going to get more options. It's mm-hmm. more personal. Mm-hmm. It's just a better way to go, in my opinion. Now, if you want to go to your credit union, do that. Do what you yeah. want to do. You know, but if you want to see houses on Sunday, you better remember your fucking bank is closed. Mm-hmm. And I will not be submitting an offer without a pre-approval letter. I will yep. not be doing that. Because Absolutely. I would not accept an offer without a pre-approval letter. Mm-hmm. Just, not, I won't do it on my listings, you know? Like, I, I appreciate this, but I don't count this as a full offer yet until your pre-approval letter yeah. is in. Absolutely. That's just not what I would do. So if two people, if deadline's Sunday night and you don't have a pre-approval letter, I'm not presenting it to my client because it's not a complete offer. Yep. Absolutely. And that's fair. I mean, that's... And some some realtors may want to argue with me about that, about you you should um, do that. But it's, it's my business. It's... The way I run it is the way I run it, and I, I tend to stick more with, I would stick more with integrity. And if you want to say that you're submitting an offer without a pre-approval letter because, oh, well, it'll come this day or whatever, mm-hmm. you have not submitted a full offer to me. You have not proven that you can, that your client can can actually... Fulfill that obligation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and in my experience, that's that's unique for you. And and um, because a lot I mean, of people I, just fucking do it. A lot of realtors that throw in yeah. throw people in a contract when you know I mean they haven't really done shit with their lenders. Yeah. And it's like you know okay great we have a contract and now we've got thirty days to get all this stuff together and try and get you approved when we don't even know if you can get this money we don't even know if you can afford this. Right. So I yeah. also hate those. Um, there's like a prequal and then a pre-approval. Yeah. People come at me with those pre-qualifications, and I'm like, this isn't a pre-approval, you know? Like, this is a pre-qualification. What's the difference? This is a maybe. Uh-huh. You know? This is like, a based on what you're telling me. Right. We haven't done any work to actually verify any of this information that you're right. telling me, but yeah, you're you're pre-qualified. Right. So it, it sucks because, um, and that's the thing, too. It, it's also, that's why I also like brokers, because I can call them. They answer, they answer their cell phone, right? We'll be talking, and most of the time we've worked together quite a bit, and uh, especially with the lenders I work with, I can be like, look, they're coming out with me with a prequal. How comfortable do you feel about this? Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? Do you feel comfortable enough to you want me to call this a pre-approval? And I'll submit this if you want me to, but you're writing me a pre-approval. Mm-hmm. It's you putting your fucking name on this mm-hmm. to me sending over this offer. Right, this needs to be a team effort. So. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the beautiful thing about lenders versus again banks and right. and and online lenders and and the e lenders, Rocket right. Mortgage and Fucking God, what was mortgage. that? What was that mortgage company that just laid off like a quarter of its staff? I don't know. Some sort of Quick some sort of online some lender. I can't remember, but got a lot of heat for that. But, I know um, Zillow just got. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. hard. I've been showing these houses and they're all Zillow houses mm-hmm. and they their prices are jacked and there's nothing they can do about it because mm-hmm. 
they went off your Zestimate and they bought it because <laughs> of the Zestimate, like 50 grand over. Now they have to sell it for at least that, if mm-hmm. not more, mm-hmm. for Zillow to make their fucking money. Now Zillow's fucked. Now they're, they've lost millions and billions of dollars on that. They tried to do this whole like DoorDash real estate shit. Where, like, you sign up and you basically, if you're in the area, the first person that gets there gets to show the house to the person. Mm-hmm. They tried to do all this shit. They got fucked with it. I'm so happy. Because <laughs> they're trying to take the realtor out of it. This is one of the only businesses that I don't see ever going away. No. There's no fucking absolutely. way. It's too personal. Mm-hmm. It's too personal. It's someone's dreams you're fucking with. Yep. You know what I mean? No absolutely. one's going to trust a computer to that shit. I mean, maybe millennials are getting more and more comfortable with it, but... Sure. I can see that, too. I don't know. I can see that, too. I don't trust computers at all. I'm, I'm a little, <laughs> little bit more old school in my thought process on quite a bit. And I still go into the bank. I'm going inside. You know you can do this at the ATM. Yes, I do. I do know that, but I'm here for you. I will mm-hmm. stand in line at the grocery <laughs> right. store to utilize the checker over right. the self-checkout 95 Eight times out of a hundred. Right. That uh, mentality is becoming more and more rare. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean. Well, and it's, and it's, it's little things like, okay, I didn't use the, I used the self-checkout today. I'm not going to lie to you, but that's because I got a big old bag full of oranges and the Cara or Cara naval oranges were two forty nine, and the regular naval oranges were $1.49. So guess what? These beautiful, tasty Cara Naval oranges are now just normal naval oranges. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you and your self checkout. You know, like it's the same thing. I, I, dude, I got a a prime rib. The first, it was the first year that my Safeway right here had self checkout. I get a whole fucking prime rib, rang it into celery. (laughs) It was like twelve dollars for this fucking hundred and fifty dollar piece of prime rib that they cut in the back That's for me brilliant <laughs> it's not so so people like me are what fucked it up so i don't know if you ever notice if you ring something up that may have a double that's more expensive it says orange navel uh navel oranges like really loud and i'm like oh these are just regular ones. Like I put it down, and I was like, I'll pay, loud, I'm going to pay the eight cents for the bag now. <laughs> I can tell you right now that I'm going to try that. I'm Go going to. It. I'm going to grab a pack of ribeyes and set them on that scale and ring them in his onions. I guarantee you that's going to happen. Try it. That's going to happen. If you get caught, what are they going to do? Be like you're trying to steal these? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. I apologize. Thanks for catching me. You kept me closer to the Lord. <laughs> I appreciate you. Satan had a hold of me for a minute. You got me back. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave now. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I've stolen more, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Dude, I swear, one time... Oh, my God. This Fred Meyer that has a Starbucks, right? Um, I go around and uh, I, I do all my shopping. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I want a coffee before I leave. I go get a coffee and I start talking to the barista and uh, we're talking and talking and then I stop talking. Okay, cool. I'm going to leave and I leave. I go outside and I start loading my car and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, why is this so hard? I'm like, oh, why is nothing in a bag? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I just walked out with a full fucking car full of shit and I'm like... I'm not going back in. I you know? cannot say I've ever done that. <laughs> but that one was a complete accident. <laughs> sure, you know? oh, like, absolutely. I never have done anything like that before. Like, I will put shit under the cart at Costco 
and be like, you don't see it, bro. You know what I mean? It's the oh, same thing man. when I'm playing cards. I see. If I'm, I can I, see your hand, that's your fucking. Screw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the guy that will go back in. Really? I, I'll, yeah, I'll oh. take the. I'll, if I leave a case of water, if I forget a case of water into the car or a gallon of milk or something, I I'll walk it back oh, in the store. Can't and do it. Tell my you know and, and just, apologize. I the, no joke, man. Like. When I was a teenager, I stole uh, a bag of M and M's from a from a little convenience store right out, right outside the high school. You know, yeah. And that fucking ate at my conscience so bad. I went back into the store like two days later and paid for that pack of M and M's. And just like I'm just like apologizing to this guy. Oh, and this no. this dude working behind the counter is probably just you know baked out of his mind. Like looking at me like what the. What's He's like, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. I, I stole oh, these. No. And if you want to call the cops, and he's just like, he's just looking at me, and I got like, you know, my 55 cents for the candy bar <laughs> on the counter. And I think this guy was looking at me like I was nuts, man. I know. I was. So when I was a kid, I used to have this big old fucking gangster ass poofy jacket. You know, those big down oh, jackets? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go into stores. And I would pick up two candy bars and slide one down my fucking sleeve. And I would just rape these candy aisles. <laughs> and then I would go to school and I'd sell them. <laughs> so I had no fucking problem stealing oh, them candy really? bars, bro. Like, oh, that's the problem, man. though. Like, I was trying to hustle. So I was making money on that shit. Why would you use this vending machine? 50 cents right here, bro. You know? Like, <laughs> See, I was definitely... I had the entrepreneurial spirit there, too. But I was honest about it. Like, so when I was a kid, they stopped. And I don't know... I haven't seen them in stores forever. But you remember the Warheads? Like, yeah. the super sour oh, yeah. candy? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I haven't seen them in stores for a long time. Like, every once in a while, you see the chewy ones and shit like mm-hmm. that. But not, like, the real, like, actual, like, you know, melt the skin off your tongue Warheads. Yeah. So I bought, um, I got online, I got on eBay, I think, or something like that, way back. I mean, this was like, way back, being like, you know, 04. Right. Um, I bought a box of like 3,000 Warheads. Um, That was weird. Yeah. Um, And I sold them. I sold them for like a quarter a piece or five for a dollar in little baggies. Okay. I think I bought the whole pack for like thirty bucks. I ended up making like eighty bucks off of that that box of warheads. Nice. I felt super good about myself. Yeah. Nice. That was not so. so good. <laughs> I was into making money, but I want to make money on someone else's fucking money. <laughs> man, that was just, the that American was, dream. Well, that, like that was the one thing that my conscience just would not allow me to do. Yeah, I and I and I had friends that were. We're all about it. I did, you know, I mean, I, I was just like, I just couldn't do it. I don't know what it was. So my big thing was, if it's a corporation, I'll do it. Like, if it was a small convenience store, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, but I'm going to walk into a Safeway or a Fred Meyer. I'll jack your Walmart. fucking aisle. <laughs> you know, I even got caught once. And it was fucking hilarious because he, he, like, came around the corner. And I'm like, oh. And I just, like, started walking out the door. And he ran out. And I started to run. He's like, hey. What'd you do with those? I'm like, I put them back. He's like, let me see. And I was like this. <laughs> and my whole fucking sleeve is like just dangling, bro. And he goes, all right. And I left still with all these candy bars in my sleeves. Because who the fuck puts them in their sleeves, you know? Like, I literally, I felt like a fucking magician is what I felt like. <laughs> Two candy bars? Oh, one candy bar. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh man, but you was, know, I actually I stole 
Within the last three years, I oh. stole from Fred Meyer. Um, but it was justified. So, oh god. I, so no, no, no. Okay, so I went to the store this and is I where bought Satan gets you. Bought myself a brand new wallet. Like I had needed a new trifold for the longest fucking time, okay. and I went in, bought a bunch of other stuff, but I got this wallet. Like that was why I went to the store. And I got home, started emptying out the bags. I had the receipt. I saw the wallet on the receipt, but it wasn't in any of the bags. The bagger didn't oh, ever no. bag it up. So like three months later. I walked into Fred Meyer and I was like, I'm getting a wallet today. <laughs> so <laughs> I stole that wallet. But I, to be fair, I had already paid for it. And to be even more fair, they probably caught that wallet that they didn't bag up for me and put it back out on the shelf. So really, I was just collecting you what I already paid it. for. You're good to go. I used to go to Walmart. <laughs> so I was selling security systems door to door, right? Really? In Georgia. Yeah. For who? Was it, was it Brinks? No, I was doing, uh, Brinks was old by then. Uh, I was doing Protection One. It Never was, heard it was like it. The, one of the best fucking companies there is right now. Or there was then. Vivint and Protection One were fucking going head to head. Um, but so I'm out there selling it, and my shoes are fucking melting, bro. I'm in Georgia in the middle of summer, sweating my dick off, just like <laughs> walking back and forth. So I had like these sexy ass Nikes I first started with. Lasted me a week, and they melted down to the springs. I had the spring ones <laughs> melted to the fucking springs in a week, bro. Wow. And I'm like, fuck this. So I went to Walmart, and I started just going. And the Walmart was in my area that I was working, and every week I would just go in and just put on a new pair of fucking sneaks and leave the old ones, bro. Like, if you're gonna give me some shit product in a shit place to be, you know what I mean? Like, you deserve this, Walmart. <laughs> you know? like, Fuck these guys, the wall, the wall, whatever, the Waltons, they make enough fucking money. Walmart, they're such crooks anyway, yeah. like, fuck that. I, would, I stole, just that summer, probably a good, like, $400 worth of sneakers. <laughs> you I think every week I'm, I'm grabbing a new pair of sneakers, like, I don't give a fuck, You dude. just put them on and yeah, just... I, I would walk in with these shit sneakers, go to the shoe aisle, I had a knife on me, and I'd just cut all the shit off the shoe and just walk out with them. Wow! Fuck Walmart. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Corporations, I'll steal from all fucking day. I don't give a shit. But I wouldn't like pickpocket anybody ever. Sure. Yeah. You know oh, absolutely. I mean? like, absolutely. A human being is different. Like, I don't consider them human beings. I feel like Walmart's fair game. Yeah, Walmart I mean, is definitely. Fair yeah, game. it's fair game. I mean, I'm, Walmart. They. I'm also somebody... not gonna put a fucking big screen in a in a cart and try and walk out the front door with it, you know? Like, I'm not that big. I've seen videos of that, but... I I know a dude who fucking did that with heroin in his pocket, and he's like, he ended up getting mad and fighting the cops, and so he had, like, four fucking charges one night. I was like, great. Oh, man. There was a... I was at Safeway, uh, gosh, this was probably six or seven months ago, and this this girl looked... uh, she looked like she she she'd been you know rode hard put away wet one of those types. God and, uh, damn. She had uh, but she had a cake, and she she kept pacing back and forth like with this cake, and she's like walks around and and she stands kind of by where the door's at, and I'm walking out the door with my shopping cart, and she she like comes up and walks next to you next to me out the door like we like we were together or something in this and she she just like I turn to the left to go to my truck and she. Takes off to Turn the right. And like, it, was like, it was like she was just waiting for somebody to leave. Now, how do you feel about <laughs> she that? Was like waiting to leave, waiting for somebody to leave so she could walk out with this cake. But it, the funny thing is, is like I get all loaded up, right? And I drive around the the building, and she's sitting on the side of the building with 
some dude and they're eating this cake and it kind of <laughs> dawned on me like I maybe this was like the only the only way like, to do that they, yeah like why they, would they you steal a cake though why wouldn't you just take like a rotisserie chicken or, 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 oh maybe it was a birthday you never they know been. It could have been. they, they were, can't they, afford they, it they were they were sitting on the side of the building like eating this cake and I was, I was just laughing to myself I'm like that was actually pretty smooth man <laughs> the way that that would all played out it was really bizarre because I'm like I'm like I'm looking at her as I'm walking out the door, like, what, who the hell are you, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, where'd you come from? And then, uh, and then I, and she, she takes off, goes off the other way, and I'm like, she didn't pay for that fucking cake. <laughs> you know? And I'm laughing about it a little bit as I'm loading up my truck, and then when I drive around the corner and I see him, I was like, it's like, oh, I bet it, it, something was going on. You know, like her and they, that dude were, obviously they were together doing something, but uh, uh, the cake was... They were sharing the cake. Nice. <laughs> I was like, right on. That's Get a love cake. story right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what dreams are made of, huh? Right, <laughs> He's all meth or cake. Obviously meth. <laughs> Obviously I'll meth. Steal, I'll steal, steal the cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that awesome. <laughs> God damn it. Well, any, uh, yeah, anyways, lending. Um, Get back to the lending. <laughs> okay, so hit me with the main parts, right? So you got your prequel. Uh, then your pre-approval. Yep. Then you go shopping. Sure. Okay. Um, that's me. My favorite part. Uh, and then uh, then it, that's also me is putting in an offer. Uh, once the offer goes in and I throw that shit at you and then do nothing else for the rest of the time. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, what do you do once you get that offer? What's like your first fucking thing? So we take that purchase contract and we read through it. Make sure there aren't any weird stipulations or anything like that. Okay. We match our um, our loan amount in our systems to the purchase price that's listed. You're looking on at that 22D, aren't you? 22D. Oh, you ever see a 22D? You look at that careful. Are All those right. are those breast sizes or? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think they actually are. I don't, I don't really know though. Um, no, so a 22D is an optional clauses. Ah, so, okay. I've if, never heard of it referred to as a 22D. But right, yeah, so no, I, I always you. say the form numbers. I, I know what they are. But, uh, yeah, so there's all these, like, little just stipulation shit. But mm -hmm. at the bottom, and it says, or other, and it has a spot you can write in. So some realtors will just write whatever the fuck they want mm -hmm. in there. Unlimited and people BJs don't read that and, shit. They yeah. just click through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So now you, your fucking lawnmower's gone. You know, your riding mm -hmm. mower's gone because you signed it. Yeah. You know, oh, like, what are you going to fucking do? Like, <laughs> like uh, I had a dude put in, like, uh, all the curtains in the house and, like, all this other shit, the washer-dryer. He wrote it all. Instead of clicking it where you have it in the fucking, like, the first page, washer-dryer, fridge, dishwasher, all He just put washer-dryer, fridge, and since we put, wa uh, or washer-dryer not going, right, he put fridge, dishwasher, normal shit. He wrote in washer-dryer included on the 22D. <laughs> but I know this fucking rule because there's a dude, Brian Combs. He works for Keller Williams. He's one of the... He's been the, one of the top agents for 20 fucking years. Are, are you right? still with Keller Williams? I'm not. I'm okay. with Cascadia Northwest. Yeah. Okay. Um, for now. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I am with them. Uh, but uh, he's been... He's the one who taught me that. And he's a shady fuck. Like, it's not that he's, like, super shady. But he's just kind of, like, one of those people who's super vain and really gives zero shits about anybody else <laughs> besides his fucking bottom line and how his clients are doing i know so some people like that you want a good realtor sure he'll fucking fight for you and get whatever you want but if you're okay with him 
doing that by any means necessary, <laughs> then you know what I mean? Sure. But if I, if it's a no, I'm going to tell you they said no. I'm not going to try and steal them for you. You know? Like, that's fucked up. How pissed are these people going to be during this entire transaction? Because you stole their washer dryer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Damn like, it, I should have. What a dick. <laughs> right, so 22Ds, look that shit up. Right? So sure. anytime you do, there's, there is an other, or, or uh, yeah, there's like an other spot where you can write in whatever. And well, it's yeah. in writing, it's signed and initialed. It's a signed document. So it's official. Right. Exactly. So you're fucked. And, you're, and your there. borrower signed off on it. And right. your seller signed off on it. Because and... you're not getting it until everybody signed it. Mm-hmm. So if it's on there, it's on there. Like, it, yeah. It's pretty So, bad. yeah. No, once we have a contract, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens behind the scenes is, I mean, to digress, um, a loan officer sends a file to a processor. Um, a processor looks at the file and says, okay, this is how this is going to work. This is how we're going to make this work. And then... Together, the three of you, the, the borrower, the lender, and the processor, all take it to an underwriter yeah, who kind of is like the hand in the sky that gives you the... Did you ever see... What was that, Gladiator? With uh, with Joaquin Phoenix, where oh, he's like yeah. he's sitting there with the thumb the thumb sign, oh. and he either gives you the thumbs down and a thumbs up. Is that Gladiator? Or yeah, was that, yes. no, that's Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like it's not like that. I feel like it's either a super thumbs up or a big middle finger. So it's <laughs> either that shit that's, that's sort of yeah, <laughs> essentially yes. So you either get a thumbs up or you get a conditional approval. Oh yeah, it was sideways the, middle the thumbs up with the middle that. finger, yeah, yeah. or just straight up thumbs down. Like this right. isn't gonna happen. I like, like that. You're not gonna do that. Yeah, that's what that's the point of getting a pre-approval. But once you're in contract. Um, there's a lot of other things that happen. I mean, you're 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 reaching out to a title company, depending on you know who your client decides to go with, or if they have somebody that they want to go with. You pick someone for them. Uh, homeowners insurance is is a requirement, right? Uh, when you're buying a house or or refinancing, I mean, you have to show proof that that you're you're insured, right? Um, uh, all of that stuff. So you get a a lot of other people from different agencies involved. Um, to meet the terms of that contract. Um, and then once you have all of that in, you have, you know, uh, uh, an insurance binder, which is basically a promise from the insurance company that they're going to insure you once you close on this house for and, this and you're moving in yeah. for this amount. And, and we've got all of those figures in place. Then we send it up to the underwriter. Underwriter gives us, gives us an approval. We send that approval off to the title company and the insurance company and everybody comes together where does the appraisal fit into that? The appraisal usually happens uh, right when you get under contract. You, you uh, order it when correct. you get under contract. The processor Ooh. orders the appraisal. Okay. So the processor is like the technical guy. Okay. Um, where where the, the loan officer is the front lines guy. The processor is the one that's kind of right over his shoulder. Okay. Um, that's saying, you know. Because I know when I put in a contract, uh, I got 10 days to do an inspection. Sure. And I always urge my clients to do, do one. Uh, that's a third party thing. Which a lot of people don't realize, you know, that's like three, four hundred bucks out of pocket, mm-hmm. uh, depending on your inspector, how good they are, how big the house is, mm-hmm. if there's anything fucking crazy with it. Um, and then there's uh, in the appraisal. Now, are you one of the, like I know some companies have people pay up front for the appraisal, and then some companies add it into the loan, and then other companies cover it for them. Is that a thing, or so, are they just putting it into the loan? It is a thing. It's <laughs> okay. kind of rare that okay. that um, 
that the lender actually covers the appraisal. The, the appraisal, it's either it's either looped into your loan or or you pay up front for it. Okay. So um, I'd say a good ninety percent of the time it's looped into your loan. Ninety percent of the time yeah. it's looped into the loan. Yeah. Just like your credit report. I mean, there's all kinds of weird little fees and charges and right. shit. And and it, you know, a good well, lender. If, will... If you actually look over the contract too, right. I mean, they they it's have that there. shit itemized out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember looking over the contract on both, and and going, you know, I mean. Would I would I would I want to know like most most people just care about what is my monthly payment right yep. right can I buy the house what is my monthly payment right, right? but I, I actually like I kind of looked at it and I was laughing about some of the stuff you know because yeah. the appraisal fees in there mm-hmm. and all this stuff but it's it's not that's not how it's marketed you know right. like nope. like everything's like oh we 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 took care of the appraisal it's like well I mean you called the guy and scheduled no, it they didn't for me. say that they said they. The appraisal was ordered. They ordered uh-huh. the appraisal, right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> See, there's a lot of this shit that is the way you say it. Right. You know I mean? It's all sales. It's all, yeah, but it's, it's all in there. It's, it, it's funny. It's, uh, and, and, and you're absolutely right about like nobody reading the contract, right? right? Like going through it. And, and I, I mean, shit, I'm guilty of that too. It's just right. like, I, yeah, this is too much. I don't have time for this. You know, I got kids screaming over here. Dogs puking up baby socks. I need to, you know, I got other just, stuff just, to do. Just, just get it over just, with. What, what, just, what's the bottom line here, man? Well, they That's even all make I need it to super know. easy. Like, did you sign in shit now? Oh yeah. yeah. Like, you don't even have to move your mouse. Uh-huh. It'll it'll flip through it. You don't, it just clicks all the spots uh-huh. you need. Sign, yeah. sign, 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 right. sign, 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 and we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's absolutely. the thing too is that that's why you do need to find a good lender mm-hmm. and a good realtor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my job is literally everyone thinks it's just showing you fucking houses, but when I get these contracts, like especially on listings, I get thirty fucking contracts. I'm reading them all. Yeah, I'm going through every little fucking line. Yeah, because you can put shit anywhere it's a signed document i'm not playing that fucking game and as a realtor that's that's a big part of your job right yeah and that's the thing too like that's why we have to pay all these fees every fucking every couple months we have to take classes every Mm -hmm. year i need 30 hours of fucking competence classes i'll tell you what man i'd be really pissed if like you were selling my house and then i find out that like i'm not getting my washer and dryer the one that you you specifically wrote in there Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah i'd be really pissed like yeah like Hey man, what what the hell happened here? <laughs> uh, what I did was I just circled it. I circled that part, and I went through the through the, through the fucking offer with my client. I was like, "Oh, by the way, he really wants your washer and dryer." And so what we did is we countered with an extra ten thousand dollar upgrade for the washer and dryer. <laughs> you want to fuck with me? Here you go. You want it? Sure. For $10,000, you can have this washer-dryer. It's a nice washer-dryer. I don't think it's worth $10,000. Right. No. If you want to pay for it. And so they they ended up taking it out of there, and we went back back down to normal prices. But... That's the thing too. That's, that's a good being job, sneaky, right bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like don't play those fucking games. And the the shitty thing is, the reason I know it is because someone told me. Mm-hmm. How many fucking realtors don't even know what a twenty two D is? <laughs> I include one in every contract I write. You don't have to, but I do. Every contract, right? Because it also has the square footage on there. It also mm-hmm. has something I always click, which is a property will be cleaned by seller. Sure. That means if my client gets in this fucking house and it's not clean, you're now purchasing a cleaning service because you don't get to enter this fucking house again. Mm-hmm. You wrote you're going to clean it. It will be cleaned at your coin. Mm-hmm. You're not fucking entering this house again, but someone's going to fucking clean 100%. it. You're going to pay for it. 100%. You signed it. And that's fucking rude. Mm-hmm. Don't leave this house nasty like that. Like, it's right. rude. You're not, you're not a deadbeat renter. Like, you owned this house. Yeah. yeah. 
Makes you're selling it to mad. somebody. Yeah. So I've had up to fucking eight hundred dollar bills sent to the fucking sellers. Wow. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, we had Molly made run in, th- run in there, and you're goddamn right they deep cleaned it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You could have just normal cleaned it, and we'd have been good. Yeah. There's garbage and fucking shit and glass and fucking everything everywhere. Like pizza boxes on the fucking counter. I know this was your moving out party, but that's rude. Mm-hmm. Like, I get this wasn't the smoothest transaction, but you're being a piece of shit right Right. Now, you know? Right. Like, so here's a bill, and you will fucking pay it because you signed that. If you'd like to go to court, that's fine, but you're going to get stuck with legal fees, too. Mm-hmm. $800 mm-hmm. or $10,000. Like, Judge might give you court costs, too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because you're that's, all that that's the bad faith that you're showing right. by not fulfilling the, the, the terms of that contract. You signed the fucking contract. Mm-hmm. So I always do that when that's on the 22D. So I always have that shit in there. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I've never... I just read the damn thing. And I just... I never really pay attention to the sections and the clauses and shit Well, like and the that. thing it's is, just... too, I've read the thing so much, I can fucking read it back to you. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, I'm not reading the entire contract, everything through, everything through. I'm reading all the parts that need to be filled in. Right. And I am checking for somebody trying to write lines in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because sure. if it has a number, but nothing there, that's a line. So I don't want anybody writing shit in there because whether it's held up in court or not, I'm not fucking with that. Right. You know? Yeah, so. that's fair. Yeah. It's totally fair. But so, yeah. So we get appraisals. We're going into closing. How's that look? How's that last week look? Last week, you just make sure that your two-year snapshot doesn't change. Make sure nothing changes. Um, so usually the last week looks like insanity. Yeah. That's where Everyone you get to... freaking out. That's where you get beyond the underwriter to the closer... Right. The closer is working with escrow to make sure everything balances, um, make sure all the fees are, are the same between the lender and, and the title company, um, because title title generally charges a lot of your closing costs, um, you know, filing fees and right. and whatever taxes. they. I mean, it's all and In Washington State, it's fucking a requirement to use a title company. Yep. Which I appreciate. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it sucks because title, really all they do is just go... I'll take your money, and I'll take your fucking deed. Swap. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's all they're doing, really. Uh, I mean... So, on the back end, um, when you get under contract, they look at that property and do an in-depth search on everything that's gone on with that property in the last... Oh, that's Particularly the last 24 months, two years. Of judgments the rule shit. of two... Um, and they produce uh, what's called a preliminary title report, right? which is like all of the history of the house, all of the addendums and clauses that have been, and all the hands that it's changed over, you know, all of the deeds that, that, uh, that have been recorded on that property, right. um, and make sure that there's no legal reason why you wouldn't be able right, to like purchase no that house. Exactly. Shit like that, yeah. Exactly. So the title actually does do quite a bit. I mean, right. granted. But that, but that preliminary title is pre- Right? Like, right. As the listing agent, I get one every fucking time yep. at, before I list. Mm-hmm. Right? So I have one of those on the way. I have an exhibit A and a preliminary title report in my fucking hands before I even go to my client to have them sign their listing agreement. Really? I do. Interesting. Because we, we have them charge you anything to do it. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't so cost why not? anything. But, I mean, it doesn't cost the lender anything. But on the back end, once you get to closing, then things get charged. Right. Just like, I mean, I mean... The lender eats everything if if uh, if a file doesn't get to closing, but if it does, then all of those charges go to the lender or to, not to the lender, but to the borrower. Yeah, the client. 
Yeah, which which does suck. I mean, I have had a, a, a couple times, same lender. Uh, the guy was a quick guy, right? He's very fast, very fast. He's got deals coming in. He's fucking working shit out, and he missed a lot. Always missing shit. And uh, so we get to fucking closing, and this guy pulls out of his 401k for closing costs. Sure. Well, something happened that night that now changed his closing costs because they balanced out that day in the morning. He That's can't just fucking. Yeah. He can't just pull out more of his four hundred one k that day. That's not the no. way this works. No. So now he's like, I guess I'm eating either I'm eating top ramen for the next fucking week and a half till I get paid, or we don't get this house. And I'm like, do what you gotta do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, like I want you to eat, bro. Like you want to come over to my fucking house and eat? That's fine. Right. Or like, or just don't get this fucking house and we'll do something else, man. Like. I felt bad, but again, that, that one wasn't on me. Sure. I fucking hated that one. Those, those were good people, too. Most of the time, the hiccups are the cause of your lender. <laughs> because that's where all the technical shit happens. I know that. But that's where all the back end happens. fucking responsibility for any of that shit. And that's the thing, too, is that I also, as the realtor, I'm the face of this fucking offer. This, yeah. this whole thing. Really, I am. And, and that's the thing, too, is that I do get a lot of the shit thrown in my face but i get all the fucking glory yeah they're not gonna remember you when they open that fucking door they're gonna remember me right you know what i mean like right. and that sucks to say but you're back in house like most times they don't even see their lender's face mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're just over the phone or fucking emails and shit like i don't know how many people a lot of people don't meet their lender face to yeah. face dude it's it's yeah. crazy but um yeah so i get all the glory on that i also get all the shit but uh I also don't need, especially my lender partners, right? I don't need someone hating my lender, right? Like, if they're fucking up, we as a team are messing up, right? right? We are working on it. We are doing this. We are, like, well, I, I mean, ultimately, regardless of, of whether there's we or not, it comes back on you. I mean, uh, that's right. the, the, you're the face that they see. Right. You're the front line. I'm the first call they make. Mm-hmm. That's for goddamn sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> like... Like, after inspection and appraisal, like, I'm just twiddling my fucking thumbs until yeah. we're done. Like, that's all I do. Waiting for all like, the technical shit to happen. Right, my job's over, yeah. you know? Like, like it's just me. I'm really just a middleman now. Like, I'm the one they yell at, and then I call you nicer. You <laughs> know what I mean? Me? Like, yeah. <laughs> I usually, I'm pretty good at not yelling at a lender because I, I work closely with them, right? Like, I don't need a bad fucking deal. I will... <laughs> I've asked a lender if I need to come down to their office and we can go over these numbers personally. That's me telling you, I'm going to come down to your fucking office and do your goddamn <laughs> job for you if you don't do your shit, right? Like, I'm sure. trying to be nice about it. But at the same time, when it comes to my fucking clients, I get pretty personal and upset, you sure. know? Like, sure. especially if I know somebody's fucking thing up. If you fuck something up, that shit happens. But if you're like, or no, I'm sorry, if you make a mistake, that shit happens. But if you fuck something up, that's you being negligent. And yep. if you're fucking shit up, I'm mad. And yeah. you're going to know I'm that's, mad. That's, you know? that's like, your lender not knowing their programs and, and not knowing how to structure their files right. Right. And you're either going to get, you're going to get one of two things. Either I'm going to be very silent and we're going to finish this fucking deal and you will never hear from me again. And I'll make sure you know at the end of the deal you will never hear from me again. Right. Or I'll be really fucking loud because we're doing all these deals and we got more shit we're working on, you know? Yeah. Like... So the next one better not be fucked up like this because they're already in the fucking pipeline. Mm-hmm. And then once those ones are closed, 
then you'll probably never hear from me. <laughs> you know? right. like, yeah. That's totally. the thing. I mean, I get mistakes, but if you're fucking shit up out of negligence, like that like that guy, right? Not not balancing out um, the, till the day of and then having mm-hmm. to be different and wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I was pissed. That's truly just negligence. I mean, that's he, you he not did. owning your pipeline and not owning your files and not looking at shit. Well, and I get you're busy, but then don't take that many clients. Yeah. Or get or a fire more assistant. people. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. Like, handle your shit, or just don't, or you know, like just just fuck off. Mm-hmm. I can have somebody else do this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he ended up getting fired because he ended up getting fired from me, and yeah, he would pump in some deals too. But at the same time, I still have to deal with the same fucking problems on your file. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you paid for this Zillow lead doesn't mean <laughs> right. it's any better. Because you're on the other fucking end of it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather just not have it at all. But yeah, anyways. no, I don't blame you. Jesus, we're, we've been going. All right, is we really an hour and a half? Yeah. Damn. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Time flies, man. Right. Time flies. Okay, so we close the deal, and then what? Keys. Keys. Funding. Keys. Funding. Funding keys. keys. Yeah. People don't quite understand. <laughs> oh, I signed. Where are the keys? Funding keys. Yeah. No, I mean, you if you to... don't sign before noon, you're probably not getting keys till tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I hope people, people get upset at me a lot of the times, but at the same time, it's not done until it funds. Mm-hmm. There could still be something that happens. Mm-hmm. And if I hand you these keys, I'd rather not hand you keys and have you deal with that shit than hand you keys and have you move in. <laughs> Like, have a truck of shit there with you going in there and, and have to deal you some bad fucking news. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, there's a difference between coming in and signing your closing disclosures and actually closing because, right. again, I mean, everybody's got to correlate and everybody's got to know that those were signed and everything's got to balance. And then you close. I think that was one of the coolest things to learn. One of the One of the things to learn in that class that I took was just that process was like, it's the deal is not done until you have keys in your hand. Yep. And uh, 100%. Uh, uh, understanding that just because you sign the paperwork doesn't mean anything. Like don't don't leave the title company's office and go put a bunch of shit on credit <laughs> exactly. until you have the keys to your house. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, <clears throat> so that, we've you got know, your we've got your credit report, and your lender's going to get a notification if there's any new inquiries in between closing and funding. Right. And, uh, and I just couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine like that excitement, that anticipation. And then you, you leave and you're like, yeah, heck yeah. And then you get a phone call like two hours later says, yeah, we can't fund. But wait, yeah. Now you got to explain all this shit that you just did. So worst, worst thing I ever had to do was, um, I'm on the way to hand keys because I'm assuming it's about to fund and I had to call them. I meet them at the house because I called them, they're like, "We're almost there. We'll see you in a minute." Like, I got, I, I'm driving. Okay, and so I get there, and I'm like, "This is brand new furniture, huh? Like, you bought all this <laughs> the day before closing, and it didn't register until it went to fund, and then they found out, and now you're fucked because mm-hmm. you spent ten, fifteen thousand dollars on fucking furniture." Your debt to income's off. Everything's off. Well, we'll mm-hmm. just return it. Well, you're fucked. So now we need an extension. We need mm-hmm. to do title all over again. Yep. We need to fucking run everything again. You need this clearance all mm-hmm. over again. Like, 
It was you got so inquiries bad. on your credit report. We need letters of explanation to explain right. that. We got to go back into setup. We got to go back to processing. We got to do this whole fucking thing all over again. Yeah, and the seller. And pulled. by the way, you're gonna lose your house. The seller pulled out immediately. Uh huh. He's fucking pissed. Yep. Yeah. He just put his house right back on the market. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know it was a it was a month process, right? It was a thirty day close, and then day of closing, instead of getting keys, they lost their house, and uh, instead of signing the the week extension or or whatever the fuck, which. I thought it was a little little petty because give me a week extension and you're going to have your shit. They're returning everything. Everything will be back to normal. You'll be right. fine. And it's done deal. But at the same time, I understand you're pissed. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it was a petty move, but I, I get it at the same time. Yeah, you know? I mean, as a like, seller, I'd be impatient about stuff like that. Like, well, I've already now, gone through this whole process. But now what? Now your your house is back on the market. Yeah. Now what? you got to start this whole start fucking process whole fucking over again. Over again. Days, and you right. don't even know for sure if this is going to go all the way through. Right. But butthurt is part of human nature. Right? And that's the thing. <laughs> we're, this That's why this industry is so fucking personal. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you to do something all I fucking want, but as a seller... You don't have to do shit. Nope. And there's nothing I can do to make you. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to list at this price? That's fine, but I'm putting in the private notes. Um, <laughs> I just saw one. Um, price dictated by inflation, dictated by seller. Because it was like a like a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar three bedroom two bathroom in the middle of Longview, like twelve hundred square feet. Piece of garbage, uh-huh. like, and I'm like, what? And so obviously, what they're saying is, no, we won't change the price because my seller's an asshole, you know, like, <laughs> right? He will not listen to me, and you know, and at the same time too, where's your professionalism? Why are you listing it for that? Mm-hmm. That's your fucking name on that paper. Tell that guy what it needs to be, or he can find somebody else to do it. I would rather not fuck with that whole situation. Because what's mm-hmm. he going to do? He's going to just sit there. That doesn't look good yeah. on me. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm getting advertising because my sign's out front. But also, some people are going to drive by like two and a half months later like, what's that guy still doing? trying to sell that house? <laughs> right. Seriously? Like, and yeah. that, that's the thing. Houses sell themselves right now. Yeah, they do. If you price them, right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You're like 100000 if not more, over the price you should be at right now. Like, right. Yeah. That's insane. This isn't <laughs> yeah. Vancouver. This is Longview, bro. Like, Longview, it, people move here because they can afford it. Yeah. It's $100,000 cheaper. You're in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. With like three bedroom, two bathroom, 1,100 square foot house. Mm-hmm. Like inflation doesn't work the way you think it does. Yeah. But. but to be fair, Longview has gentrified quite a bit. Oh, They've yeah. updated the hell out of Longview and Kelso. So I've told this story multiple times, and I don't use the guy's name because he's, he's an older gentleman and he does this a lot. And it's nobody's fucking business who's doing it. And I love the guy. He's done it in downtown Vancouver, he did it in Rosemere. He bought like 50 fucking properties in Rosemere, rented them all out, and then when prices started going up, he sold them all, right? He fixed them and then rented them out, <laughs> right? He did the same thing in Longview with like 100 fucking houses. $150,000 for a fucking three-bedroom, 12, or three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, 1,200 square feet. Easy money, $150,000. He fixed it up, put 50 grand into it, rented it for two fucking years, sold it for $400,000, you know, or yeah. 350, right? Like doubled his investment. Already, but he did that fifty fucking times. Mm-hmm. Not only did he do that, but when he he got these houses, fixed them up, rented to decent credit, nice people who he took care of the fucking houses, changed what these blocks looked like because mm-hmm. these houses didn't look like fucking garbage. The prices went up. He made the price go up in all of Longview, and then profited on it. 
Yeah. Isn't that fucking insane? That's genius, brilliant. man. It's absolutely brilliant. brilliant. I mean, you got a couple million dollars in the bank. Go for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I right. would. I absolutely So he would. did that in Rosemere. Uh, he tried in Fruit Valley. I don't know if you know where Fruit Valley is. Yep. He, it's, a, it's on the other side of Vancouver. It's like the other ghetto. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He tried down there. There just wasn't enough property to make a difference. Uh, and then he, he went up in Longview and fucked that shit up. Longview, Kelso. Nice. Like 50 fucking yeah. properties in that. That's a, that's a lot of fucking properties, yeah, dude. That's a lot. And that's the thing, too. So he's making money off rent because he cash bought all of them. So that 1200 bucks or $800 or whatever is cash right back in his fucking pocket for two fucking years. He fixed them all up and just bam. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. I mean, the Someday. guy's a millionaire for a fucking reason. Right, right. right. That's good shit. And, and that's the thing, too, is he, he doesn't even do it himself anymore. Like, he just, he's like, I have money. Do do smart shit. You know? <laughs> right. like, of course, these are his fucking ideas, but now he's trained some guy to look for houses. He's got a general contractor who will fucking smash that out in a week. Right? Like, he's that general contractor's got, a, got fucking contacts who have the business because of this guy. Who have 50 fucking houses they're working on. Right. One right after another. So these guys are employed. They're working. They're going to bust ass because if not, he won't use them again. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, it's good business for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're not getting that long view smell out. That's <laughs> fair. It's going to take a while to get that long view smell out. That smell, dude. I don't even know what that's from. I know there's factories over there, logs and shit, but like, why does it smell like ass? It's like canvas. My parents always better now, though. It is. It's gotten a lot better, but they used to have that paper mill right along the 14 that would just smell like shit. I remember my parents would be like, is that cam ass or your ass? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) That's pretty smart, dude. I like that shit. They used to work there uh, when I was cooking. I worked in downtown uh, Camas. And every day, just like it smacked you in the face. And you forget every time. (laughs) You're like, oh, oh, I'm almost to work. You know? (laughs) Jesus. Oh, man. Anyways... Oh, okay. Shout outs. Uh, I forgot to tell you this, but we do a shout out. So if you can think of anybody that you would like to kind of just give a shout out real quick to, go for it. Shout out. Yeah. So like just someone that you think is, we're going to go first. So you think. Okay. Okay. All right. You got somebody? I do. I do. Uh, uh, It was announced uh, just here two days ago, whatever, Tom Brady is retiring from the NFL. I do want to shout him out, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a hardcore Buffalo Bills fan, so I hate the fucking prick because he just kicked the <laughs> shit out of my Bills for so long. Right. Uh, but there's no denying what that man has done for the sport of football. He's amazing, and and uh, and and what he's done, you know, and to do it for as long as he did, um, long time, uh, with the respect and and admiration of everybody in the league, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, truly incredible, man. And uh, uh, he did he did a ton for the sport, and he will be missed as, a, as an incredible football player. Anybody who watches it cannot say that man didn't, didn't Well, someone can the slap game. you with a handful of championship rings. He deserves some fucking respect. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, like, that's it, right? man. Just, just showing it off. Right, dude. Uh, like, that's pretty good. That's yeah. one of those things, like, I fucking hate LeBron, right? I, there's Me no too. way he's going to get past... In my mind, Michael Jordan and Kobe, right? No, right. He's never going to do that. But am I going to say he's a shit player? No fucking way. He's mm-hmm. he's great. He's a great fucking player. Yeah. I, he's still not in that league. Yeah. Those are the fucking, those are the ones in basketball. You know what I mean? The ones right. everybody's looking at. People can try and say that, but people are going to forget who LeBron is in five mm-hmm. fucking years when yeah. he starts getting old and his knee breaks. Yep. I'm gonna break his fucking knee. But I mean, just be, <laughs> just because he's got a terrible attitude and he's a crybaby doesn't mean he's not a great. 
That's player. what I'm saying. He is yeah. fucking Well, great. that's what I think. Yeah, I think... Uh, His movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch Space it. Jam. That's, Don't. That was one of the downfalls of the COVID pandemic. Uh, Space Jam 2 came out and everybody just kind of gave up. It came out and I'm like, all right, you're going to use LeBron. Fine, I get Kobe's getting kind of old, whatever. That's fine. He's, he was getting close to retirement at that time. He hadn't retired yet, I don't mm-hmm. think. But I was like, okay, you're going to use LeBron. A lot of people like LeBron. Okay, fine. And they're like, by the way, it's a video game. I'm like, fuck you, dude. No way. <laughs> what? It's a video game? Like, uh, they had like power-ups and shit. We just watched it like a week ago. They made it a took video game long. out of Space Jam? Yeah. The kid, uh, well, no, the kid makes a power-up, like a, like a game that has power-ups and shit. So like, there's no normal dribbling. Like, it's all like CGI. Just like, blah, 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 like, like he's just flipping around. It's all fake shit. It's like uh, like uh, look, those games. You you can play like Madden and shit, right? Oh yeah. But then uh, then you get into like those games, the NBA like Jam. Yeah, like, Blitz. like football, like Blitz, where oh, yeah. where you're like doing fake shit, where you're like. Zoom Turbo. Those my favorite. Like, those were my favorite. I love that. Blitz two thousand, dude. Oh my god, on N sixty four, that game was amazing. You had yeah. what was the the NBA? I think it was NBA. Uh, whatever the the for Sega, did the ball was on fire. NBA you, Jam. You could shoot from like so the four. three quarters court, right. you know, half court. You <laughs> yeah. could drain it every so, time. So it had shit like that, where like you could jump from half court and dunk it, like like dumb shit for power ups, and and so it was just it was just a shit movie, but but that so back to what we were talking about. Brady was fucking phenomenal. You can be mad at him all you want. Like, you, yeah. especially we're fucking mad at him, but he is amazing. You know, he could fucking thread the needle pretty goddamn good. It's okay the ball was a little flat. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> then what I tell people is then, okay, flatten the ball. You throw it. You know, like, fuck you, dude. I, you can fly the ball all you want. You're he's nowhere still, near He still fucking... had to read the defense. He still had to play the game. I right. mean, he yeah. still had to take the hits. He still had to... He started putting the work. Uh, That's a big element, uh, though. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, there was there was so much to it. Um, uh, seven championships. You know, that son of a bitch has twelve percent of all Super Bowl has won 12% of all Super Bowls ever played. Jeez. You know, like that's, a, th- those are the kind of stats that, that nobody will ever touch. You know, there's no quarterback that will ever touch that. And I was, I was a huge Peyton Manning fan. As a Buffalo Bills fan, I mean, I was, I was always a Buffalo Bills fan, but to watch, you know, Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady duke it out. Uh, and, and even, it's exciting. Well, and even then it, Tom Brady definitely won. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and, uh, uh, and it was, I mean, it, it, it the the game is different because of him. Yeah. And and uh, uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people that can you can say that you know about any sport that the game is different because of the way they revolutionized it. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, huge shout out. You know, uh, and good luck to him and his his future, whatever that whatever that entails. I'm sure it's going to involve football of some sort. Yeah, he'll always be sponsored by someone for something. Uh, but Could yeah, be the next Madden. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> Just turn so. it around, call it Brady. <laughs> shit! His stupid big Brady Durant NFL. So twenty twenty three. Just going. <laughs> yes. All the rings. <laughs> All the rings. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's why his arm strength was so good. He's walking around with them rings on. Man, I was like lifting weights every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, so my shout out's gonna be my coach. Um, for fucking actually putting some good faith in me with this shit and, uh, and he's, he's really pushing hard and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, 
<clears throat> it's one thing to say you're going to do something. It's another thing to actually do it. I'm definitely willing to do it. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Because uh, I've never worked out this hard in my fucking life. So <laughs> it's intense. It's it, I do five things a day. And it seems like it's harder than me doing my fucking crazy ass workouts i i used to make them and they're like 12 things in a day and i'm doing this and this and that and mm-hmm. core work and cardio and this and that and but yeah he's kicking my ass with five fucking things dude it's nuts but you got anybody you want to shout out your penis there it is <laughs> <laughs> never let me down never let me down appreciate you sticking with me through everything <laughs> sticking no, I mean, it to the man wait what wait I, what I got, <laughs> I got nothing I mean okay That's I mean I suppose deal. my company PRMI okay it's a great great lending firm um, they gave me a shot when I was bartending <laughs> and yeah. I went into it and I mean it's just been balls to the walls and crazy uh it's a lot to learn but i mean i had a village worth of people supporting me in my division uh, i got a great branch manager i got a great regional manager just just a ton of good people that really really care about people and and want to see want to see people reach their dreams and, and make stuff happen for themselves and and hit their financial goals that's so, awesome there that's it awesome. is there's my shout out there cool. it is yeah i appreciate that man that's a good one um i got a question written down here I usually do a dumbass question of the day. Okay, all right. <laughs> Hit me. Um, These are fun. I'm a little concerned that I don't know which, either, which answer it is. <laughs> it's not circled. But okay. But it is a fun question. All right. Ancient Romans boiled vinegar and what for energy drinks? A, olive oil. B, goat poop. C, bull sperm. Or D, lava rocks. I'm gonna say the sperm or the poop, it's just got, because it's that's, where, that's where that's where my brain goes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the right because I am asking the question. I'm gonna so say I'm the poop. Start. I'm gonna say the poop because the, the sperm was probably harder to harvest. I mean, it, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a process, you know. You got to light some candles. You know, put on it's some nice bowl. music. He's fucking down. <laughs> I, I immediately went to the goat poop. Yeah, really? Uh, as soon as you said it, I immediately went to the goat poop, too. But, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what is it? All I have is ancient Greece throwing apple declaration of. That's not an answer. <laughs> so I guess we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> the beautiful well, thing is we have I'm the knowledge. for we have the knowledge of all Bullsperm? Just because I feel like that's what I would have found funny. That's <laughs> Bull sperm mixed with vinegar. I could... I, Wouldn't man. that curdle the sperm, though? Does, does the sperm curdle? I have no idea, man. All right, the egg isn't involved yet. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, what were the... Uh... Olive oil, goat poop, bull sperm, and lava rocks. But just put in, like, ancient Romans, boiled vinegar, and... So, okay. 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 <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. we got to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> no, i got to know. The beautiful thing is we have the knowledge of all human existence in the palm of our hands in the form of smartphones now. So, we can oh. figure it out. All right, um, I, so, from what I'm reading, it's none of the above. <laughs> oh. um, vinegar, water, salt, and herbs... All right. Well, um, vinegar and ash, 
So it could be lava rock. Maybe lava rocks. Maybe. Maybe I was trying to throw you guys off with the bulls. <laughs> I mean, I'd drink it. Oh, you know what? I bet you I did. Because I put bull urine. And then I put sperm instead. <laughs> I was probably like, ah, that's funnier. That's funnier. Damn it. I do actually have a question yeah. here I, I think is actually pretty good here. This was for somebody else, but if you were president, what do you think the most effective form of ruling would be? That's very much um, a heated question. It's a deep ass. Question. That's a question that could start some arguments. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna officially go with fear and aggression. I think it would be the most effective. Now, am I saying that's the way I'd want to do it? Probably not. Well, the fear and aggression is kind of what's happening right now. So I feel like fear and man manipulation. So I, yeah, 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 aggression like... comes later. Yeah, we got three more years. <laughs> So if, if, we're, if we're referring to our country and, and how our country is founded, I think that fear is not a good way to rule because I feel like you're going to get too much pushback. Like, if you want to start a, a civil war, you you get crazy authoritarian. You know, wouldn't right? you, wouldn't mm -hmm. you make somebody fear something so that you would want them to want to attack Well, it? they'll want to, yeah, then they'll, then they'll, they'll organize and mobilize and, and fucking burn your house down and hang you up in the street. And right. That's what they victory. did to the Salem Witch Trials. Right, they were afraid of these people who were trying different things. That they were, they were afraid of them. Sure, for doing yeah. science, and so they fucking killed them. Same thing with, uh, we were afraid of getting bombed for nine eleven, so we went and fucking we wrecked their shit. Oh yeah, like, that was a little nuts. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't have yeah. flown some building planes into buildings. That's what right? I'm saying. Killed... I mean, but it is kind of cool that we're just like, you know what? We're gonna capitalize on your shit, capitalism for everything. We're gonna destroy. Everything. And you know what? It's going to level your cities. We'll build it, but we're putting McDonald's and Starbucks in this bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're going to make some money off this shit, too. So, okay, would you repeat the question for me one more time? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My bad. I know. You already put it away. No, you're good. Uh, I think it was... Oh, I'm going to read it. Let's see. Here. If you were president, what do you think the most effective form of ruling would be? And I guarantee you, the reason... The way I was asking this question is, say you're president of the world, and you need to rule, right? You have some unruly here, some unruly there, so you need to make sure everyone's following a straight line. How would you do it? I know long term, the best way would be to get to gain everyone's respect, to do it the right way, and all that other shit. But like, say, like, we have four-year terms. Sure. You think that's long enough to get an entire country to give a shit about what you have to say? Whether you're trying to do the right thing or not? Yes. Say you, get, absolutely. you can have two of those I, I do think it is. Really? I do, absolutely. I yes. think that's enough time. I also think that it's enough time to prove what a real fucking dipshit you can be. <laughs> shit, it's yeah. only taken a year for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I think that, I mean, I, I do. I do think that, uh, I think that right off the bat... Um, when you when you make promises to people, people want results. Okay. You know, I think it's no different than what you do in your everyday life. So, if you don't go through on that, then people understand what kind of a person you are. You know, right. and and the integrity that you actually have. Um, now, never would I condone what Saddam Hussein did as a as a dictator in the Middle East, but he had a a way of controlling the Middle East that we have never seen before, um, and keeping stability in the region. Now. He did a lot of really terrible things, but he was he used fear as control. Right. And when we when we removed him from power, the Middle East 
as much of a shit show as it was then turned into an even bigger shit show and it continues to be that way. And mm -hmm. we saw major, major terror cells break out and really uh, start lighting shit up all over the place because of that. Because he didn't have control of those. We didn't have, he, we, they didn't have somebody crazy enough in the Middle East to keep those people under control anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, still don't. And they're thriving. And we still don't. And, they, and they're thriving. And that's, I mean, that's, that's uh, real world shit, you know. So, it's really, it's really difficult to say, you know, I mean, look at what the Romans did for a couple thousand years right. and they, they used totalitarian control right. and, uh, and, but eventually Rome fell, you so know? What so I, what I'm saying here is the most effective way, the most effective way, you know what I mean? And I think what you guys are both getting at as well is, is the whole, I, th I think fear is very effective and it sucks to be that way, but, uh, I'd like to open a few people's eyes and under, have them understand that people will use the most effective way first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's being used a lot. I think, yeah, absolutely. Especially in the last <clears throat> three or four years. Um, I think fear is huge. I mean, you know, people being afraid of something mobilizes people. Absolutely. You know, people want to protect each other. They want to protect their families. Right. Um, I think I think a modicum of, of honesty and integrity coupled with that fear. You know, I think I think honesty and integrity would create that fear if people really knew what was going on in the country, um, and they had a leader who was who was actually talking to them about it. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, like, what if we just admitted aliens and all that other shit live here with us? <laughs> that's people would that's flip true. the fuck out. Mass yep. pandemonium. I think so too. Yeah. I think no. If you look at what is what is the strength of of like the United States, right? As a as the world superpower right now, uh, do we use fear to control? Absolutely, we do, yeah. uh, one hundred percent. We 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 other countries fear us because of our power. Right. Now, <clears throat> with the people, we we were organized as uh, as citizens of this country to utilize like that aspect of it to be proud of who we are in our leadership and the respect of our leadership sure. in our, inside of our country. So <clears throat> I feel like actually our system as, as a fearful nation is more effective because we as citizens don't fear our leadership. We follow our leadership to put fear into our adversaries. Interesting. You know, so I can see that. You that know, I mean, when you when you look at it from a, a little bit different perspective, we're not being controlled by a totalitarian dictator who will kill us if we speak out against them. Right? We, we right. can we can organize a march on the streets of Washington, and we're going to get coverage on you know on the news channel. Uh, For but now. but and when we die. go to For but, but For when now. you know when. Somebody gets out of line somewhere else wants to wants to harm us. We march in, you know. When somebody flies some airplanes into a building, we march in and level their ass, right? Yeah. And yeah. and that keeps people from flying buildings, flying into buildings. Exactly. So you know, we utilize fear to control in a in a different way, I suppose. You know, but yeah. still, it's still there. You know, right. And so, uh, <clears throat> with all that, I, I do I do believe that that fear is is pretty essential. Right, but at the same time, I also <clears throat> I, I follow quite a few conspiracy theories on on like uh, who actually flew those planes in there and, and all that other shit. Like, sure, there's there's a whole lot of that. Like I have a, I have trouble believing that um, two planes melted the steel for an entire fucking 
level. Like that takes quite a different chemical compound to be able to do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. An explosion wouldn't have done that. Um, you know, there's a few little things. And then why did you hit the top of the building and the bottom of the building exploded and then it went downwards? Like wouldn't it have like fallen over? And they got the shit? like the little mini explosions. Yeah, just coming blah, blah, out blah, 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 as blah. the towers coming down. Right, but so th- there's a whole lot that <clears throat> that that one in particular, I don't know if I agree with because they tried to blow it up before too. You know what I mean? From the bottom with vans and shit. Not a lot of people know a lot about no, that I, either. Right, I know about that, that, that one happened. Uh, uh, yeah, that that was another another deal. Same Terrorist same group of attack. people. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so whether whether it, it did or not, well, like like twenty years prior before that or something, yeah. it was like ninety four huh. or something. They they bombed the World Trade Center. Uh, yeah, that's a whole podcast, man. I mean, I could I could really dive into some stuff on that too. I love and, some conspiracy theory shit. We talk about some of that. We should do one of those. Yeah. That's those are fun. You know, put the tinfoil hat on. Lizard people and shit. <laughs> so into that. God damn it! I want to do that. God damn, we went a long time. We okay. did. Um, sorry. So let's get back over here. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm Brandon. Nicholas Richard Yawn. Oh, that was hot. Mm. Um, so we're in on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Pinterest. Now I got I got some shit up on there now too. Um, and then we got shirts and stickers and shit. Just get a hold of us. And if you guys want to be on here or have any questions for any of us, um, anybody in specific, I'll get them. I'll get their ass back on here and, and we'll interview them again. Ask the questions. I'll give a shit. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs>